Is that we're live? We're live. We're live. We're live. Good brothers, we are back, and it's a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. But guess what? Tonight is going to be one of those nights where we go and we take a blast to the past, fellas. Put your seatbelts on because tonight we hop in the time machine as we talk about the greatest factions of all time, the greatest factions of today, and maybe some of the not so great factions that maybe didn't work out. But guess what? DX is in charge, and it seems to me that factions are back. Boom. Houston, we have a problem. Yes. I'm still jams at the same music. I was thinking the same thing, like, yo, that's some good workout music. What is my like, guy making noise? What does he want? Go ahead. I'm sorry. What do you want? I would blast I'm on the show. Riding down the street. I think he wants to be on the show. He always comes oh. up. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. Say hi, Bubba. Hi. Hi, everybody. Bubba in the house. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, hey. Bubba. I'm on the restaurant part. You know the funny part is his name's not even Bubba. That's just what I call him. <laughs> you name every you rename everybody. I tell people that all the time. If you, if if you if know you me, re- you're gonna get renamed. Your children, everybody. <laughs> if you rename hey. your brother, <laughs> nobody else stands a chance. No, that's that's exactly what happens. Because the crazy part is my cousin did that to me. She uh... was around, she was 21, and I was at, at uh at nanny's house, the babysitter. She was named renaming everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just got this thing where I just rename stuff. Say hi, little hey. buttons. Hi, little buttons. I call him Bubba. <laughs> okay. Well, you can now you're going to be shy. Okay. So you're going to stay with me for the show? All right. All right. Okay. That's fine. I don't knock over my studio stuff. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. Gentlemen, are you guys Hello. happy to be back today? Of course. It's a yeah. good day. It's Wednesday. Wednesdays are for wrestling, baby. Of, of course, man. As people kind of trickle in, man, we got a we got a busy show today, man. But we've uh we've been busy once again. Like I said, uh. Mm-hmm. We've been now. You want to leave now? He wants to leave. That's why I don't like cats. See, I mean, you know, Bradish doesn't do pets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he doesn't okay. do anything. That they belong in their anything. room. I belong in my room. They don't intertwine. They have a place on this earth away from me. Oh no, that's not true. We need pets. But anyway, we, we are here to discuss a little bit of wrestling today, brothers. Mm-hmm. Today's a little bit different, right? Usually we, you know, we kind of we kind of cover everything that's kind of going on right now in the world of professional wrestling. But today is a very special show. Yeah. In true in true realm fashion, we have to address something that seems rather obvious to me, but I think it's appropriate. And as we kind of wait for people to start to trickle into the chat, because you know we use it, we don't we never come alone. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. The, the gang is never that far away. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get back in in our wrestling realm time machine, and we're gonna go back, <laughs> and we're gonna discuss. What I what I believe is one of the most integral parts of all of professional wrestling and in professional wrestling history, which is factions and or stables. To me, now, now correct me if I'm wrong, brothers. Does this seem like to me that it's like a bunch of factions out now all of a sudden? 
Mm-hmm. Like at one point they were a bunch, then they disappeared, and now it seems like they're reappearing again. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's got to be a reason for it. It's got to be a cause for it. So tonight's show, we're going to sit back and we're going to we're going to talk about some of the greatest factions of all times, but also some of the worst factions. And then we're going to get into a lot of the factions of today. And we're talking everywhere. We're talking AEW. We're talking WWE. Um, maybe Impact Wrestling if there's still any available there. But yeah, you know, but you know, a, a, as usual, before we get into all that, we have to take care of logistics. Sure. So, gentlemen, if there's nothing else that that uh that needs to be addressed as we get started, I guess I can uh grab the old handy dandy iPad and get into it. What what do you guys think? I uh, I think you're you're pretty good. Um, but first let me share what I'm I'm uh, partaking in today. Oh, go, okay. No, go ahead, by all means. What's, Ladies what's, and gentlemen, we are we're healthy. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Brian, you know, Brian Waters has his water. Mm-hmm. TRDA. I, I got he has water. his water. It's good stuff. Have some water over here. Okay. And un- coffee. Unsweetened yogurt, granola, okay. Oof. Uh, mm-hmm. avocado, and blueberries. Oh boy, look who's arrived in the Ooh, chat. Day. The well minority. Sorry to see all. We we just had a, a intense discussion about Uh-oh. evolution earlier. About who? Evolution. Oh, you listen, you came to the right show. <laughs> right, right. We'll be, we'll be discussing those guys later on tonight. But go ahead, oh, brother. Lord, again. We gotta finish oh, no, brother Hughes menu. No, but no, no, say, say one more time, brother. Okay, it sounded real healthy. Like it sounded good. It's, like, it's very healthy. It's, it's actually ahead. pretty good. I, I was gonna say, yeah. how's how's the flavor? Is is you you gotta get used to it. Yeah, you stuttering, you stumbling a little bit when you're talking about the flavor, but yeah, and but you gotta get, you gotta get used to it. But once you add the granola in there. Okay. With a little granola. bit of honey. Oh, yeah, you good. See, that's the right there, though. Go a ahead, little bit right of honey, there. yeah. Uh-huh. Is it dark chocolate granola? No. Okay, because yeah, that's what I used yeah. to do. Add a little dark chocolate granola to the the plain yogurt. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no, that yeah. doesn't even sound right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> plain yogurt. Oh, that's Trust me. Right. Well, when you when you try not to partake in the sugars. Right. You know, look, mm-hmm. as I drink this Gatorade, see, look, it's, it's not... <laughs> And it's not zero sugar. No, that's my, on, my struggle. At least I got my zero struggle. sugar Pepsi. No, my struggle is the sugar. That's my biggest thing. Like I, I can give up everything else, but sugar, I, no. it's got to it's hold on me. It's Bro, tough, man. It's tough. Real talk. So, you know, I have went like three months without it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Started and, like and you dropped weight really, really fast. That's why I said, yo, sugar's really the culprit. Brian yeah. dropped like 22 pounds in like probably 22 <laughs> days or 26 <laughs> days, something like that. Just all yeah. straight, no sugar. And, yeah. and when I it started, was prune juice. I told him to get the prune juice. That's what, what it was. <laughs> so you trying to say he was full of never mind. Yeah, <laughs> so when I started like eating a little bit again, uh huh, and then trying to pull back, it was difficult. Yeah, so it, I'm, I'm messing with you. Yeah, it, it, it's it's addictive. It's it like is. so it's whatever, NSD. Yeah, so I've been struggling this week because I've been wanting some carbs, mm-hmm. and I probably didn't do the best like grocery like. I decided I'm no carbs for a couple weeks without going grocery shopping. Sure, so I'm like right. struggling a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I've been all right. No breads, um, you know, but like I said, the coffee was been helping because it's the creamer that's got the sweet taste, but it don't have any sugar. But it's like once you pick that sugar back up, man, it's, it's hard to get off. You probably been smashing that Royal Farms chicken, though. No, I haven't. Notorious. Right. I, <laughs> I was. And guess what? I got over 1900 points, too. So Ooh. it would be free. Bro, you might as well send them over here because I'm right. Hey, I'm I like, told y'all download the app. You're right. You've been saying that, brother. I, I've been procrastinating. I, 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 well, where do you get your gas from for your car? I, it's, wherever it's closest by to me, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm not bro. like, 
life hacks. You buy gas from Royal Farms. You mm-hmm. rack up points every time you buy gas. Next thing you know, before you know it, you got two. All you need is like 400 points to get like free fries or something. No, 100 points for free fries. So it's Bro, like 400 the, points for a chicken problem. box. I don't yeah, need that. I don't problem. need free fries or free chicken boxes. That's the <laughs> issue. <laughs> See, you know, so like I'll sit there and I'm like, man, you know, I bought a whole eight piece for the family. You know, me and the kids okay. eating good. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not I don't look at it right now. See, right now mm-hmm. it's been Duncan. Me and Duncan been, you know, I've been racking the points Uh-oh. there. Oh, see, you messing up. You messing but up. But see, I drink the caramel crazed latte that don't have sugar. Nope. As soon as, I, as soon as I smell it, I need a dozen. I need munchkins. Ooh, see, yeah. I need, yes. I need the I need chocolate glaze. I need a French cruller. I need a toasted coconut. I need it all. See, yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying that on this podcast because I know, you know y'all going to have jokes. But I like but, the oh, chocolate oh, donuts. You, you know. You know. You know. Which, one, which one do you like, bro? I'm not telling you because I know where it's going. <laughs> Hey, Taquan's in the building. Uh-oh. I'm not an addict, bro. <laughs> man, man, we're gonna lose the people. Let's get to logistics, man. No, all I'm right. Enjoying this conversation, but we can get to logistics. Don't worry, it's like it's anybody in here anyway. So we just we just <laughs> ramble. Let's go. Okay. They'll get there. You know, everybody coming in late. I'm not gonna say whether what mm-hmm. ethnicity they are, but anyways. Mm-hmm. Logistics, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Tonight's show. I don't think I changed the title on the rundown, but it's okay. But, you know, but that's all good. We that's all right, though. It says introduce show, host, and logistics. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I'm still brain. So I knew it's copy and paste. Is this a, is, are you serious all this time? I, no, it doesn't. Where do you see brain at? It was on there the last time. So I I, I just skimmed through it this time. I've, I read the rundown. I ain't look at the open. Oh, part. snap. It is right there. What's the introduce? I'm still host. brain on yeah. one of them. Yeah. Dang, that's worse than Brian H. Walters. Walters. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. Okay. Bro, it's been put in the rundown. <laughs> it's been literally put there. Waters, not Walters. He said, B. Brian, B. Brian H. Walters. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> Who the heck is Brian H. Walters? Okay. Funny Let's get into story, it. That my older sister name on her birth certificate is written Walters. Oh damn! Yeah, it it was crazy. <laughs> With that okay. stuff, that's another story. Yeah. Hey, I gotta figure that out. <laughs> right? It, it, yeah, exactly what you think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> welcome to the Wrestle Now Wrestle Room Now podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Win. Now, you can watch our flagship show, The Wrestling Rum, and other shows such as Wrestling for the Culture, Break It Down, Brian H, and other content anytime on YouTube.com slash The Wrestling Rum, where myself, The Real Dwayne Allen, Brian H. Waters, and Brother Hugh has the third explore many topics to try to educate and give fans a different perspective on many different things in the world of pro wrestling. If you will, baby. If you will. If you will. I am your host, Get Daddy. The real, the real Dwayne Allen. He is your host, Brother Hugh has the third. He is, is your third. host, Brian H. Waters. H Brian. to the A to the S. T to the H to the E. Three to the R to the D. You can follow us on all social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Russell Rum 2 ws Like, subscribe, and engage in a conversation with us. You can also stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can watch us and subscribe to our Twitch channel at the wrestling realm. Mm-hmm, this is this mm-hmm. is the part where I start to show all the stuff on the screen and make it seem like we're doing important things. All right. You can shop everything wrestling realm at the wrestling realm.com. 
t-shirts hoodies mugs we have new new t-shirts out this is our brand new merch preview for fall winter 22 the wrestling rum designed after the monday night raw logos mm-hmm. so if you want to support and be a part of the brand that's where you can head over oh, and yeah. purchase our merchandise and also if you just can't seem to get enough of the wrestling rum there daddy subscribe to our patreon channel at patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm where you can listen to exclusive shows such as Brian H. Waters' thoughts. If you ever were curious about the thoughts of Brian H. Waters, this is the place where you want to be. Subscribe. How many tiers do we got, Brian H.? Uh, four. We got four different tiers mm-hmm. for four different types of subscribers. Join in on all the exclusive things. And guess what? One of these days, eventually, <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> the Wrestling Room presents Realms Reacts. You know the crazy part is? I'm going to react to how much I keep changing the concept of this show over and over again. <laughs> And eventually one day I'm going to get to it. But for now, mm-hmm. patreon.com for all exclusive content, exclusive footage, exclusive interviews, and more content coming soon. We got to get Brother Hugh a show. Brother Hugh, you need a show. Oh, hey, yeah. hey. I'm thinking about stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Please do. Think about something so you can get you a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So please subscribe to our Patreon channel. Remember, wrestling underscore realm. Brothers, we've had a busy week. We just got off of another episode of the N or out sports debate episode 55 with our good brother drew willingham yes sir yeah, uh we we had a great time on the show yesterday man it was um when 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 the was it the struggle is real mm-hmm. i keep forgetting what is it what is what does satroba media stand for it's when the struggle know. is real to be awesome there it is but brothers how do you, what do you guys think about being on uh in and out sports debate, we made the Hall of Fame for a second time. Amen. Two time. That, Two that's, time. That's, that's been one of my goals. You know, I was challenged earlier this year mm-hmm. to write a hundred goals you want to do before your career is up. One of them is make the Hall of Fame, and, and I wanted to mention that on the show, but then it, you know it went away. But uh, I, I take that very seriously. Well, so, right here? Uh, there you go, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. You know, go being ahead. in the vote of fame. No, I'm saying I wanted to mention it on the show yesterday. Um, oh, okay, okay. To give okay, Drew okay. his props because he helped yeah. me reach the goal. So, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, I like the in and out stuff. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like the uh, that well, shout out to Drew as mm-hmm. always. You know, he you know listens to the show and then him allowing us to take the Ray Mysterio conversation over there. I really appreciate that. And then shout out to everybody who tuned in and watched it, uh, watching it on our behalf because we were there and then also became you know a fan of his and. Shout out to his fans for watching it and then coming over here. So that's what it's all about. The cross promotion, baby. Absolutely. Brother Hugh. Oh, man, I loved it. You already know I loved it. Shenanigans, my brothers, Drew. I loved it. That's all that needs to be said. Man, I had a blast. Like I said, the inner out sports debate is... um, Probably one of my favorite concepts. So it's it's a different show, right? Yeah. And um, you know, we know everybody has different types of shows, and he he mm-hmm. has a show that's very unique. It's very fun. It's very lighthearted, and um, it's factual. It, it's a chance to kind of um, to kind of express your opinion on a number of different things uh, in the world of uh, sports and pro wrestling. It's a ton of things, and uh, stay close to the um, to to Drew Willingham because he has a new show coming soon. I don't know if we can mention it on our show, but he is working on something very very fun very special coming soon f- to the pro wrestling community so i'm excited mm. so we want to take the time once again to say thank you to drew willingham of the inner house sports debate show thank we thank you for having us man we can't wait to come back we're going to get you on our show like i said the invitation is definitely there 
Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to have a stretch at some point in time where we're just going to start bringing guests in. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if like it's going to be Royal Rumble. Yes, yeah, so like I don't, I don't know if it's going to be for a month or just a period or however we're going to do it. But we're going to start bringing in um, different him, guests. In. Linden, yeah. him, uh, Linden, um, big gold belt. They got to come through. Yeah, we it's 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 a ton. We got to return the favor for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and and we also want to start bringing on some of you guys, the wrestling fans, is because we need to get. This is a show about wrestling fans. Like like the reason the show is as lighthearted, it's not as serious, but it's always factual and fun in regards mm-hmm. to our conversation. It's because it's about wrestling fans. It's not about the wrestling. It's about the wrestling fans, mm-hmm. and and we like to get so many other perspectives of, of of you all out there in the wrestling fan community, um, especially from where we come from and in some places where we don't come from. So it's always it's always fun to hear people's ideas, perspectives, what they like, what they don't like, and we're gonna start doing that as well. But um, yeah, once again, like I said, special thanks to you, Drew. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't wait to do it again. We will see see you soon, and uh, you know, we we'll definitely wish you the best and everything that you got coming up. You're a busy man, and you're doing excellent with what you do, especially doing everything dolo. So, man, congrats to you, kudos to you, brother. Keep pushing, keep going. We got your back 100. percent And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, can't wait to do it again. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But brothers, mm-hmm. it's time mm-hmm. for us. It's time for us to get into the show, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you can see, I actually put it into the rundown this week, gentlemen. What what did you get into this week, bro? Bro, bro. First of all, first of all, you before s- I go there, you sound like um, Matt Riddle. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah, like because so many things just happened, right? I I I got on Halloween Havoc '97. Okay. And this Dutch Wonder Kid, Alice Wright. And he's with Deborah McMichael. And I was like, wait, I didn't know this happened. Um, Alice Wright, baby. Yeah, that was Hugh's yeah. guy back in. <laughs> uh, uh, bro, uh. imagine, imagine something great Huey doing that. <laughs> bro, I was, just, I was just doing that last week when it was on. Just killing it. <laughs> right. This was one of them you had, like, going to sleep. Yeah, there you go. It was just like, you just you just see it. Mm, right. You see it. After Disco Inferno came out, and then you hear so so that's going on. I had to bring this up. So earlier today on TWG Fan Club, right? Mm-hmm. So Queen PR and Cendol just went to well, Queen PR just went to her first indie show that's not Jobber Slam esque, if you know what I'm saying, or Fight Club esque. <laughs> so Justin had the greatest line <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, that's why it's funny. I just realized what you said. Justin said, for all the guys that's out there getting on Twitter, complaining about Canadian destroyers need to go Canadian destroy their bathrooms. <laughs> talking about the lack of deodorant. And so... Yeah, yeah. What, what was she talking like? Who Was she was she the one making comments on the Twitter talking about some, like, some of you recipe and recipe need to wear deodorant or something? <laughs> I, I saw that. I was confused. I was like, where is she at with people smelling like that? Because, yo, think, like, a better, like, this is our show. When you go to majority black shows, you don't you don't smell stuff like that. Me and brother Hugh this past February, front row at Fight Club with Britt Waters, right? You ain't smell nothing like that. You ain't smell nothing. You know, this is where we see a lot of the, like a lot of the homies. That's that's you know the second picture with all the black wrestling people. So when you used to seeing that, then you go to the, <laughs> the show that was there, <laughs> big time wrestling, you know, <laughs> to the point. The dude came with the CN door, like, you smell good. <laughs> she said he did. <laughs> so that's going on, but so I had to bring that up. Yo. Well, God dang. Kiss the fan. All the people <laughs> wanna jam. Come on. Get, get with me. me. Woo. Get, get with, with me. me. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> when the phone 
Hit the fan, gonna smell like chitlins, grits, and ham. Come on, get with me. Get with me. That is definitely the music. Party all the time. <laughs> oh, oh boy. You gotta love it. Oh boy. See, this... <laughs> y'all know this is the 49th episode of the Wrestler Around Now podcast. And that might have been one of the greatest moments of this show. If we ever do like a top 10 moments of this show, that's going on there. Just yes. impromptu when the funk hits the fan. Hey, go, guess what? When There's a the whole Google sheet with everything. Hits the fan. Ooh-wee. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, wow. Taekwon just said it. Top tier moment. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Shout out to Taekwon. Happy birthday. He just oh, said birthday. It's his birthday. It's Saturday. Uh, so yeah, uh, happy birthday to him. Hey, happy birthday, bro. <laughs> yeah, he said went to an arcade, uh, retro arcade to celebrate, watch old Ooh, impact. Bro, Can't go fun. wrong with, yeah, you don't, you don't hey. uh, be more. If it's your birthday, make some, yeah, come on, bro. If it's your birthday, make hey, some, my noise. bad. <laughs> if it's your birthday, make some noise. Hey, you, you think if I open up a retro arcade, I'd make money off of it? Yeah, yeah, you probably could, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. It, it, it'd be like a, it'd be like a, like a, that like would a be sports, a sports bar and grill, but it'd be like retro arcade style. That would be, That'd cool be one brand for you. I'm just saying, man, nobody's here doing it. I mean, it probably will after I said it, but yeah, I heard those are really cool. Like, think about it, a bunch of millennials going out, old school mm-hmm. coin machine, playing Pac Man. I'm just saying, you can load it, bro. Up at, the, like... at the comic store up on um, Hartford Road that I go to. Mm-hmm. The kids like going there just because they got this X Men game that you don't have to pay, but you just play it. And the fact is, like, just for them, you know, because they're not used to that, so that's like, wow, you know. And it was like, can right. we go to the store so we can play the game? And they'll sit there for hours. And so, I'm talking like neon lights. I'm talking like yeah, space, space, like black light everywhere. Y'all giving me big skate land vibes. I'm just saying, man. Oh man, and the the way is the skater too. Hey, listen, man. I've been a skater forever. I, I still can. I still can boogie. Yo, but I thought about you in Dallas because uh, my boy, uh, the babyface producer for the Masked Man, Jonathan Kermer, he was like, "Hey, man, um, you know, I, I brought my skateboard with me out here, so I'm gonna go get <laughs> skate." <laughs> I said, "Look, oh, yeah, bro, he, my man was prepared." Yeah, I said, "I don't man, blame you." I said, "Look, my brother do that all the time back in B more." I said, "He's six foot seven. and so Kerm actually had me <laughs> edit this video of like him falling. Uh-oh. He wanted to make it real dramatic. It's on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> wow. But, but yeah. But um, but yeah, uh wrestling wise, mm-hmm. this week, yes, what, what I really got excited for too. I saw this match come across my timeline, so I had to see it for myself. I'm curious, where's this going? William Regal versus British Bulldog for the you, television title. You have been going into some deep cuts lately. Mm-hmm. Have, have you watched that much wrestling to the point now where you're like, bro, I, I'm deep into, I'm in deep tracks now. Like, like I'm not saying no, nothing on the radio, no commercial hits, like all <laughs> deep tracks. Like you, you, you're pulling out some really like pure, obscure wrestling matches that like the average Joe Schmo probably wouldn't even pay attention to. It's, but you're, it's, you're digging deep, brother. Yeah. Like, that time you, of year, you can tell. It, yeah. But it's also, you know, one podcast material. Okay. Um, fair. But. You know, like work-wise, you know, it's all attitude era stuff right now. So, yeah, um, I kind of paused on the. Um, Can we talk about your show on this? Are we gonna get in trouble? Would you get in trouble for that? Hey, we got a shout out yesterday because I had the belts. Uh, so yeah, I could talk about it. Oh, we good. Ooh. You know, 
that's that's one of my favorite shows. I mean to cut you off, but it's called, oh. ladies and gentlemen, it's called a narrative podcast. It's different. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we just talked about this a second ago, different type of shows. But uh Brian H works on a a podcast in regards of that's right now. It's, it's a is it all about the attitude era? Yeah, it's the book Monday of wrestling. Yeah, the book of wrestling, 25 catchphrases that right. define the define attitude, attitude era. era. Please yeah. listen to it because I put it a is, lot of time into it, it. It is a phenomenal and you you do a great job, sir, as Thank well you. as everyone else involved. But it's it's just so easy to listen to. Like, like I need stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> you know, brother, he's not gonna let you. I tell you, you brother Hugh can say this. Um having a wrestling conversation with David Shoemaker is like mm-hmm. out of this world. Yeah, um, you talk about superior yeah. wrestling intellect. Yeah, Golly, man. <laughs> I got he, a funny story. He, he could teach a he could teach like he could be a professor for a wrestling class at a university. That's that's how in depth he is. Yeah. yeah. And, and the funniest thing is like so I, um we He's was trying talking, to pick his words carefully. Right. We was talking to a wrestler <laughs> the other day. Um I, and um he was like, Hey man, I knew we hired the right guy when I turned on the zoom. Was it CFO? And he um I saw the belt. <laughs> no, it wasn't him. But no, nah, he, he saw the belt. Know, he, yeah, he said when he saw all the belts, he was like, oh, yeah, we got the right guy. And, and it's been love ever since, you know. And even shout out to Kaz, because one time Kaz even said the same thing. Make sure y'all check out Brian's podcast as well. So, you know, it's... um, I think that's dope that they let you do that. Like, you you, right. you produce one podcast and they let you, like, you know what I mean? That's, that's... They, they do it. I, I don't say much, you know, but Flobo sure. has worn a, uh, a Wrestling Realm Now t-shirt on Mac Mania. So shout out to that's Flobo. Cool. Um. And uh, yeah, like I said, Evan was because we were talking about belts, and Evan created this championship called the Negro Sitting at Home Championship. And, and I that's, said, well, that's, you, that's very descriptive. Yeah, he's like, right. he said, yeah, sit at home and don't do no. He said, I got a belt. I said, now you gotta get a belt. He said, but I feel like it would be off brand to have a belt. I said, no, you gotta have a belt where it's just you just lazy, you just on the couch. He's like, yeah, well, you know, Brian got belts. He got the wrestling realm belt, so that's how that came in. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. Check that podcast out every every Tuesday, Mac Mania mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. We might have to get them on the show one day. Evan Flobo yeah. and Jack. Oh boy, <laughs> talk yeah. talk right. about the shenanigans. We was on Black Wrestling. Well, me and Evan and Flobo was on Black Wrestling last year. Mm-hmm. And Flobo had to leave, and if a fan was still raving about that one. Um, okay. So, yeah, but it's uh, it's great, you know. Um. Shout, uh, yes, uh, Taekwondo gives shout out to Victor Perry. Uh, yes, definitely shout out to Victor Perry, the wrestling teacher. Uh, uh-huh. If you go and wrestling for the culture, he was on here back in May. Uh, he just dressed up as Seth Rollins. I don't know if y'all seen it on the timeline, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Um, I actually just talked to him a couple days ago. His birthday was uh, last week. So He's going viral. Him. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he went, and then you've seen now somebody's opened up a wrestling club in Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, when I, just hearing him talk about it, you could tell like the passion he has. And it's like, man, that's something like all like wrestlers love it too, because like that's something we would have wanted growing up. You of course, a yeah. wrestling club. Mm-hmm. We could now we couldn't have had that in that editor. <laughs> Violence everywhere. <laughs> First of all, the technology wasn't available. Goodness gracious, bro! Imagine somebody brought home a tape like, hey, I, t- I tape, I tape. What's the pay per view with Sable and uh, Jacqueline had at a bikini contest? Fully loaded ninety eight. Of course, Brian H knows. Hey, man, I take forty little bit eighty eight. We watching the wrestling club today. So funny story, and you know I got another story. Ninth grade year, my teacher shout out to Miss Jefferson. She missed the whole year for the most part, the whole semester, second semester. And time wise, I'm put it there when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. That okay, that fair. time frame. Mm-hmm. 
So one day we had we had a bunch of substitutes in and out. Somehow or another, me and my boy Marquis would always like talk wrestling. We had like a group, but you know, it's it's towards the end of the attitude era. But mm-hmm. one day I brought a tape to school. And I and I, to this day, I might have actually been exchanging the tape with brother Brandon, mm-hmm. but I put it in and they was like, I was like, can we watch this? <laughs> so it was a part where Triple H was getting in the ring, beating up somebody for mess. I can't even remember, but he was like going in. So mm-hmm. all the West Side kids from Baltimore was mm-hmm. like, oh, snap. I thought this was fake, <clears throat> but that looked real. Look at he going in. He going in. <laughs> and so that was the closest. I, I And I thought about I, I just thought about that. I actually took a wrestling tape to school and played it in ninth grade. But what are the chances of that happening? Yeah. A wrestling club in the attitude era would have been crazy. <laughs> Right. Brother Hugh, what did you get into this week? What did you watch? Um, what did I watch? I don't even remember. I do I do remember I do remember uh the only thing I really remember is Dolph Ziggler versus Miz ladder match for the IC title. Miz okay. uh Miz took it. And Why also you um, what's so funny? The Why's comments. And no, then also <laughs> Oh wow. You talking about you talking about if you had a wrestling club in the attitude era. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Hello, ladies. <laughs> Dol- Dolph Ziggler and uh, that was a good. That was actually one of my favorite matches, though. Dolph Ziggler versus um. That was a great. It was a great match. It was a great match. Um. Also, I I, I started watching Jericho versus uh Benoit ladder match. Also, yeah, when um uh, when Benoit match. yeah when he um uh, he did the walls of Jericho on top of the ladder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, was they talking, put it in every video game after that. Yeah, they was talking about how like Jericho was like uh. Unsure doing that spot at first, mm. and then Ben Wild was just like, "Yo, just, just do it, just do it," and then look at it, look how big it became. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much it for me. That joint dangerous when you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> like it is. the flimsy letters. No, I wouldn't dare. You guys, you guys want to know what I got into this week? What's that? It's a little different. It's it's, uh, it's 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 it breaks kind of the rules a little bit, but it's something that's significant to me because I watched a little bit. I kind of caught up on some Impact Wrestling. Mm. And um, you know, we got we got I was catching up on some uh you know we got new impact tag team champions, right? My boys, right on Heath Slater. Oh, that really yes, sir. I they forgot beat, about that. They, they beat the uh they beat the kingdom mm-hmm. for the for the impact uh world tag team championships, obviously with the kingdom moving on to AEW. But so I they officially signed honestly. I don't know. I don't know what the what the deal is. I just know they showed up as the kingdom in, in AEW, but I know Get Joe, um, what's good. I don't know if they're, uh, you know, I don't know if they're like sign an AEW or uh, Impact, or whatever situation. I don't who knows, who cares. But all I know is, right. I see my boys. <laughs> you know, I've, I've always been a big Rhino fan since the beginning. Yes, sir. Of, uh, you know, you see that like right before you signed with WWE, I was nice I started guy. getting to Rhino. Yes, yeah, sir. Cla- classic, different. He's later. Mm-hmm. He was always one of my favorites. I always thought, as goofy as his gimmicks were, he was always entertaining. He could always, he always could go in the ring. And oh yeah, you know, Sam, he was one Sam of the guys. Sami Zayn before his time. Yeah. You know, that's that's exactly what it reminds me of. If if Heath Slater was in this era with Triple H, like mm-hmm. when he was, who knows where he would be at? Because they would have known how to use him. You know what I mean? And um, so yeah, that's what I got into this week, man. It was um, like I said, I know it's 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 not along the lines of the regular stuff that we you know usually catch weekly, but it was important to me because my guys are once again tag team champions. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. Especially after that knee surgery that Rhino had to have, you know, sideline him for so long. Mm-hmm. But um, true story, man. As far as is, you want to hear about me going off, like 
Man, it was an ROA show. And I've never, uh, I, you know how many times I've seen Rhino in person? And oh, I've yeah. Never, I've never seen the gore. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Never, never. I turned around. I just happened to like walk to the concession, come back. And all I see is Rhino running across the ring. And usually it's like, all right, he ain't going to hit it, you know, so he's going to sidestep, whatever. When he hit it, dude went to the table. I dropped everything. Gore! Gore! <laughs> Just running around at the super Brian can tell you. <laughs> man, I was wild and bro. bro. That was a like, special moment. Like that that moment and also another one of his spots that I was, was always the uh, the pile driver off the ring apron onto a table. Ooh, yes. So my favorite, yes. He, he did that spot for like at least 20 years before he started getting like, he couldn't physically do it anymore, but. He did. He did all the way, especially his, his early years at TNA is probably some of his best years that he's ever had. I'm, I don't know how this turned into a Rhino appreciation segment, but I'm running with it. I enjoyed his match with Jericho, though. That story with Jericho, with oh, Stephanie yeah. was at the helm. Oh, yeah. That's what I was like. Yo, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I, I just never liked the way he was shaped. That's what I liked about him. Like, I, he was, <laughs> it was he different. Was, it was. It was different. Like, I was like, dude, he he was one of my like when I say he was one of my favorites. Like, his work in TNA is some of my best. Favorite stuff he's ever done. Like he was, you know, NWA world champion in TNA. Yeah. And so I was extremely happy when he got when he came back. You know, of course, when he did Ring of Honor was ridiculous. And then uh, of oh, course, man. when he when he came back to NXT, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, Rhino, he fits so he fits so well in NXT. I, I wish they I wish he would have stayed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because I think he was on the main roster for too long. You know, and then you know, one championship, but you know, that's what I got into this week. But listen, today's not about Rhino. It's not. Today is about we we have something else on here. We got we got a lot coming up in professional wrestling. We have Crown Jewel coming up. We don't have time to really get into it now because we have a lot to get into today. But, gentlemen, we'll preview that next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that next week. I just wanted to look at it, but we're kind of, we're already 30 minutes in. So, brothers, yes. tonight's show, first of all, um, be, like I said, it's a lot going on. I said for the mm-hmm. fifth time, we're going to get into one thing and one thing only. What's that? It's the investigation. <laughs> <laughs> Brian H. <laughs> To do the honors, please, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the factions tonight. It's all about the factions, stables are back, and all the professional wrestling. But we gotta, we gotta get back to this investigation. There it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, brothers. You know, we almost came close to finding out the truth mm-hmm. the truth about. Why Dexter Loomis is after the Miz. And the crazy part is, we've now gotten to the space where we know that there's something. Because yeah. Johnny, Johnny G, my man Johnny Gargano has made it very clear. Miz, tell people the truth. Tell them why yeah. Dexter is really after you. I'm like, we're gonna get the answers. We're gonna get the truth. But instead, we kind of got our truth. <laughs> <laughs> so as much as, I, as as much as I'm enjoying this, I'm glad we've we've taken another step forward because we're gonna finally figure out something's going on with Tommaso Ciampa. He's injured, and he's mm-hmm. like, Tommaso Ciampa's missing. If anybody see my friend, and Johnny's like, Nah, he's injured. I just text him. Tell the truth, Miz. Why is Dexter Lumis really after? So, gentlemen, we've we we we've had this conversation for a while now, but um, I think we're finally gonna get to the point where we finally figure out what the heck Dexter Lumis want, really wants with Miz, and also. What does Johnny Gargano have to do with it? Because he he's he's somehow attached to this. First of all, I like Johnny Gargano working with the Miz. Like Triple H is, I'm having a lot of fun watching wrestling. Triple H just figured it out. But mm-hmm. um, 
What do you guys think about Archie's new? Anybody listen to Archie's new new song? Oh my gosh, that joint is fire! <laughs> hey, I haven't listened yet. It bro. is fire, bro. Archie was 40, 40 something years old. Like, yo, he sat out here killing it. The production, you see the video? The production it's of the video is it's solid. Probably his, it's probably his best song he's had in a long time. I said, man, Archie's everywhere. He's you see him on you see him on uh, NXT when he came out mm-hmm. dressed as the Joker, talking about all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Halloween Havoc. Like, true, that was two days ago. Three days ago, he's like, what? Nah, you're trying to get me, but our truth is back, man. I'm happy to see that he's back in music, he's back in television, right? It's right. good to see that even with Triple H, um, kind of at the helm, you know, he hadn't lost his comedic touch for guys like our truth because there's a place for that, it but um, is. but yeah, like I guess I just want to catch that. I just want, I want to touch on the investigation real quick because we almost got there. But brothers, Triple H and, and, and Shawn Michaels are running the show, the generation next, and, and it seems to me that. Factions and stables are making quite the comeback. Like, like, call me crazy, but I'm like, yo, it, it's, it's, it's like every other day there's a new faction. There's a new stable popping up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, of course, with one of the greatest stables of all time, the greatest factions of all time, running the show now, they're like, we're going to reload up everyone. But it's not just in, in WWE, though. It's in AEW as well. Um, and, and, and it's around the world. But I want to talk about there's a reason why all these factions are back in the world of professional wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself, okay, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. But what is a faction? Why is it so important? And, and what does it do for someone for the people involved? But um and, and, and tonight we're just going to jump into some of the greatest factions of all time. Um, some of the not so great factions and, and, and some of the factions right now and what we're looking for when it comes to these stables going forward, because we grew up on factions. We grew up on two mm-hmm. of the greatest ones of all time. And then we can debate it. We're going to, it's going to be a mean debate. The chats are going to start, uh, it's going to start going to get <laughs> on fire pretty soon when we had these conversations. But um, what is a faction? Brian H tell the world what, what's, what, what goes into a good faction and a good stable in professional wrestling? Like what makes a good group in the world of professional wrestling? Man, I mean, for me, what makes a good group mm-hmm. is one, you know, where you can kind of cover all divisions. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing I loved about D-Generation X growing up was you had X-Pac who was on the European, going after the European Championship. You had Triple H going after the IC title. The New Age Outlaws going after the tag titles. Eventually, <clears throat> they would break up and come back together. Triple H was at the helm. You could have still had X-Pac in the, the Intercontinental Division. You know, um, we talk about factions. Let me do something real quick. 10 years ago. Uh-oh. <laughs> 10 years ago, we did a show called Gang Warfare. This is season two of the Wrestling Realm. Just was it two? It looked like probably one. I'm laughing already because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, geez. It, look. <laughs> Break it down. They had a moment. Yeah, I, it takes me back. It takes DX, me back. DX. 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 Yeah, the shenanigans was always there, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, <laughs> do it. Yeah. I don't even know to say when I see that, bro. Like, what about, in the I was world? About to burn both of y'all up. <laughs> <laughs> see, because because I see, I look back at all the stuff, right? And I be laughing. It's great. I love it. I see you see the evolution. I'm not that that faction. Um, that whatever. But you know, I but like I said, I love a good faction that's mm-hmm. you know, it's like gangs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you mess with one, you mess <laughs> with all of them. wow hey we was we was in production school at the time 
we was getting more views in those videos earlier. Like, remember, we was getting like four or five thousand views. On the you video. know why? Because you had to go to YouTube to watch everything yeah. mm-hmm. back then. Now you can watch it on. Shout out to Dylan Matthews, uh, just joined in. But you had to watch on YouTube. You could go. You couldn't watch it on Facebook. You couldn't watch it on Twitter. Instagram wasn't alive yet. Um, mm-hmm. Then it was exclusive to the iPhone. But now we got so mm-hmm. many. Remember Vine. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Instagram killed it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's a good faction to me, man, and, and that's why I always enjoyed DX. I always, what I loved about the NWO because, like, it, like the show we did was called Gang Warfare, and that's what factions was. They were gangs, right. you know. You remember, like, '97. Um, that was one of the things that we constantly talked about in the episode because you did a great job back then breaking it down. Mm-hmm. 1997, when you had the Los Periquas, you had the. Uh, you know, um, the early DX. He said, um, looks na- Yeah, Nation gosh. of Domination, Heart Foundation. You know, DX wasn't they were everywhere. DX just yet. They mm-hmm. would they would become that in October. But yeah, so man, that's what I'm a, a huge fan of. And you know, we seen like the early what's this two thousand so the late two thousand tens where it felt like we would get teased with factions, but mm-hmm. then it was like, nah, we not gonna do it. We go do nah, you know, you might have like one or two, right? Like you had your new days. You know, you remember when they was not trying to put the bloodline together? Yeah, you know, they're like, they're like, like Tuesday, it was like a one off. Yeah, you know, and then it would be like, okay, like when Roman first won the title, mm-hmm. um, then it was like, all right, you know, or his technically his second title reign. Um, you know, it was like, all right, the Usos came out to congratulate. It was like more of a shoot moment, but they wouldn't put them together. Now, you know. They together, so I uh, I'm a huge fan of factions. I think it's always a place for it in wrestling. Brother Hugh, mm-hmm. what what's your favorite part about factions? What what does that do for us as wrestling fans and those who are involved when you have these factions, these stables in professional wrestling? See, I, I play basketball and, mm-hmm. and and baseball, and I look at it as if it's just a collection of quality players. You have like your mm-hmm. superstar. You have your role players, mm-hmm. and they all work well, and they do what they have to do mm-hmm. to make everything mesh well. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I just like the the different characters that come together, um, that can cover the span of different divisions, and also, you know, like I said, mesh well, be on the yeah. same page, and just make things happen. Make things happen. That's that's what works for me. Right. Shout out to D. What's Thank up, D? Is in the building. You see that? D. Oh, Brother D. Yep. Oh yeah. gosh. You know what time it is, man. Oh yeah. Listen, <laughs> if there's one thing about there's one thing about factions, it seems it's 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 a staple in the in professional wrestling for a lot of different reasons. One of the biggest things that I've always enjoyed about factions, it gives more talent opportunities to be involved in in Stay kind of. It. Yeah, and, and stay relevant in situations, right? It's it's good. Uh, we 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 grew up on factions, but it seems to me that they have always had their place in professional wrestling. Gentlemen, let me break down this list mm-hmm. on my handy handy dandy iPad. I'm gonna start listing all these factions that have existed in the world of professional wrestling. This is just a this is quite a few of them, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the good, some of the not so good. We can discuss. We're gonna discuss our favorite ones, and we're gonna discuss why they're why they're important and what they mean to the product today, right? So mm-hmm. it, here's here's some of the, the the factions in all of professional wrestling. You ready? Here we go. We're talking the NWO, mm-hmm. the Generation X, um, the Nation of Domination, the Hurt Business, the Four Horsemen, the Brood, the Shield, 
Ministry of Darkness, The Bullet Club, Undisputed Era, The Elite, Evolution, The New Day, The Fabulous Freebirds, The Nexus, Legacy, The Riot Squad, The Bloodline, Team Canada, TNA and NWCW, Absolution, The OC, The Heart Foundation, The Heart Dynasty, La Familia, The Corporate Ministry, The Corporation, The Radical, SoCal Uncensored, The Wyatt Family, Team Angle, The Spirit Squad, Triple Threat, Right to Censor, Raven's Flock, The BWO, The Brood, The Alliance, The Authority, Straight A Society, the Soviets, the Social Outcasts, the Job Squad, the Mean Street Posse, PMS, JBL's Cabinet, the Oddities, the Dangerous Alliance, the Heenan Family, Latin American, Latin American Exchange, the British Invasion, the Full Blood of the Italians, Team Extreme, Aces and Eights, Main Event Mafia, LWO, NWO, Silver, Fortune, the New Blood, the Originals, Retribution, X Factor, the Union, Natural Born Thrillers, the Un-Americans, Three Count, the Jersey Triad, the Dungeon of Doom, the West Texas Rednecks, the Nolan Soldiers, the Deadpool. Apple, that's just with Santino Morello. <laughs> the Dudleys in ECW, Men on a Mission, the Mexicos, the New Breed, the Truth Commission, the Blue Bloods, Los Barricos, as well as the factions of today, Legado del Fantasma, the Judgment Day, the Kingdom, the Dark Order, Jericho Appreciation Society, in a circle, the Blackpool Combat Club, House of Black, the Nightmare Faction, Los Iglanabas de Japon, Chase Yu, the Diamond Mine, Toxic Attraction, Damage Control, Schism Imperium, Team Taz, Death Triangle, The Firm, The Embassy, Brawling Proofs. <gasps> Is that not quite a bit? So like, I just I just named like half of the wrestling history that exists today mm-hmm. because of many of those factions that we named. So we're going <laughs> to jump right into it off breaks. Gentlemen, Brother Hugh, favorite faction of all time. Golly, man, that's hard. Yeah, yep, yep. This is this is where we're going to start because this is where we're going to measure. This is where we're going to measure what's good, what's bad, what's ugly. What did they do right? What didn't they do right? And how can we get 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 to today? Brian H is grabbing a belt. What's going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if I was to look at it as if I was watching it, like I you're was on a hot seat. Day. What's your favorite faction of all time? <laughs> he's saying he's trying to hear all that. Just tell him his favorite faction. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I'm going DX overall. Why? Okay. What? What about DX makes that your favorite faction of all time? I'm just thinking about. For me, it's, it's about the memories. It's the the people that was there. Um, I I loved every one of those people that was on that was in that faction, including Rick Rude when it started. Um. Yeah, it would have to be DX. They all played a pivotal piece in history. They could all hold their own. Like they mesh well. Like I said, it was just chemistry. The chemistry was impeccable. They just looked like they was out there having fun. They looked like a bunch of old geezers, like you said, just having fun. There you go. Brian H., favorite faction of all time. Absolution. <laughs> no, I said, your favorite, I said your favorite faction of all time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm always torn... Shout out to brother Brandon for these gifts between these two. Mm. I think that's like tough. the pecking order, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like to me, they are the standards. Like, I, I and, and no, I wasn't around for the four horsemen, but you know, but it all comes down to the side plate <laughs> that I have, and that's the NWO. Now, why is that? Because I don't, I don't remember you being a big WCW guy at that time. Why do you think it is, man? Well, let's, on, let, let's let let's let him let's be fair. Let's be fair. Like, <laughs> I'm, just, just saying, <laughs> I just want to be fair. Like let let, 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 let nah, bro. I ain't he trying might, to hear this. He might have a different reason. I don't know. Well, 
Well, truth be told, it's the first time that I rooted for heels. Um, oh yeah, you know, babyface by Brian, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when, um, you know, the night, the next day I found out Hulk Hogan had turned heel. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, <laughs> this is what we doing. This is what, this um, is what brother you didn't want to hear. Right. Exactly. Hater. And then the next year, Brett would turn heel. It was like, all right, I'm rolling with him. But, or a year later, but, um, you know, the NWO was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you the t-shirts, even yeah. like to me, all right, y'all know how I feel about WrestleMania 9, right? No oh, matter God. what you say about it, you're oh, not going to convince me it was bad, right? You don't have to convince you. The world's convinced you. Nobody talks yeah. about WrestleMania now, but you and like it, three other people. It right. don't matter. It does matter. It stinks. It does matter, yes. Yeah. I, y'all know how I feel about that, right? Okay. Uh-huh. I this feel the same way show. about the NWO Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. No matter how much people could say it was the downfall or whatever, it was so cool. I didn't Walking know it was bad until I was grown. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, When I look back at it, it was still cool. You know, getting playing the video games. Changing on WCW Thunder, you could uh change the um factions if yeah, y'all remember. That was cool. I ain't gonna lie. And, and, Thunder, and I would change. was that game. Oh, trust me. Oh, I knew that was that Thunder was, was that game for me, right? Yeah. yeah. So I would change, like I would put Bret Hart in the uh Wolf Pack, you know, then I might take somebody like you know from WCW and put them in a Wolf Pack like DDP, and, and they would change the clothes, which when you think about it, that was pretty advanced at that time. So to me, the Wolfpack always gets the slight edge over DX. Okay. Um, you know, because like, like I like if anybody said which faction will be us, mm-hmm. to me is more we're gonna be more of an NWO. Like, mm-hmm. say what you want. No, we're not. What do you mean? You like, Nash? You talking, talking like the original NWO, like the three guys, not the group. Yeah. Okay, I, I I can see that because what because and I don't want to say that I don't want to say is because you know there was an evolution of what the NWO was kind of like how DX was right yeah mm-hmm. like like DX and DX and Triple H was a different version of DX than it was with uh yes. you know the, the rest of the gang with New Age Outlaws and X Pac right the NWO was kind of the same way like when it started it was a very violent group mm-hmm. like and then it became like kind of cool but it became kind of like when it was the coolest. I don't know. It's just difficult. It's just they they got outsmarted by Sting every week somehow. Like it was one guy against like thirty of them. Well, I, I think back like more is like like I said, you know, brother Hugh Scott Hall. He's just too cool, too smooth. He's definitely the coolest one. He's definitely. But Scott he can Hall. main event at any given moment. You and Kevin course, Nash, you don't give a god darn. I don't pay me, pay me. <laughs> let's go home. And I'm holding. right, brother. I'm oh, holding. Yeah, we, we know that. <laughs> right. Always so, looking for another. Always looking for another run. Right. <laughs> <laughs> always looking for another run. God. Just, just can't hang it up. Never. But um, yeah. But like the like the NWO. So for me, it was always like it just like I said the the t-shirts, the fonts. Um, I do get tired of seeing everybody with NWO fonts on their podcast. Like every new podcast comes out with an NWO font. Like every sure. three week, every three months or whatever. But right. in general. It's cool that you they have their font, like that's you know. The impact. And, that's the impact that they. Yeah, and, and and to be honest with you, there was never a point in time where I hated any of those guys. There was a point in time where I hated Shawn Michaels, when I hated 
uh, Triple H. You I know, was never, I was never capable of hating Shawn Michaels. Sorry, right? Yeah, right. I feel right. you for obvious you reasons. Know. And then, like, I rooted against DX when you know The Rock was, uh, you know, in two thousand. You know, even though I was happy that they was back together because they were supposed to be, but I rooted against it. <sighs> yeah, I feel you. Um, so. No, I, I think I think two of the things that that I, I've garnered the most from you brothers is that these factions are iconic, right? Mm-hmm. And they're iconic in more than one race because if you look at it, it seems no Taco, and I don't. <laughs> uh Oh, let me see. He went there. You know where he went. With just Hogan. oh yeah, you know that. You know that. You know how that works. Hulk Hogan follows the wrestling realm on Twitter. That's my biggest flex. Um. <laughs> so like factions define a generation. There's always one that kind of like this generation is. This is what they're so like. For instance, we're one generation, Ooh. but if you ask anybody in the '80s which faction was the most important, you're going to hear about the Four Horsemen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The Four coming Horsemen, off of the the Freebirds, mm-hmm. of course, because like like the Freebirds were. Works. Freebirds mm. and Von Erich were, were kind of southern, right? Yeah, and and then you had like um, the, uh, they were kind of like uh, they represented one demographic of professional wrestling fans, right? And then you had the Four Horsemen, they were kind of like kind of clean cut, money guys, traveling, jet setting kind of group, and they were all villains. And the Four Horsemen were iconic because they may not have had like an iconic T-shirt. But they had an iconic style that we still parody to this day. That kids come up and want to be like Ric Flair. That whole Ric Flair drip thing started with him. It started with the horseman. That was their lifestyle. That was their attitude. And then they would get in room and beat the living tar out of you. Right? So you look at the NWO, you look at DX. Those The t-shirts, the catchphrases, the moments, the ratings, mm-hmm. the money. You had the same thing with the full horseman, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you move into like the 2000s and then, you know, on forward you had... Um, you had factions like um, you had factions like 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 Evolution. You know what I mean. You had factions like the Heart Foundation, which were like very like the, the Heart Foundation was the very first Team Canada. Technically, mm-hmm. you know there's been two versions of Team Canada, but Team Canada and WCW that with like uh, Lance Storm and Elix Skipper, and at one point they they turned coat Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Then there was Team Canada in TNA with Scott Diamore and Eric Young. And A one and Bobby Roode, yeah, that's what and, I remember. You know, and, and Petey Williams, the the king of the Canadian destroyer. Didn't they have one in uh? The, no, 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 I was the Un-Americans. And, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Un-Americans. Invasion. Yeah, 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 pretty yeah. much. It was you know with uh, Edge and Christian, I believe. Um, I think Tess was, was uh, in there, wasn't he? Test and Regal, you know, Lance Storm and Lance Storm. Yeah, Lance and, Storm. He, and he had that group. You know what I mean? So, I think a good faction defines. A generation it kind of sets the tone for like okay this faction was a key part of what made this branch or this time period of wrestling successful mm-hmm. so that's kind of the way we measure factions these days but you know there, there were a lot of good factions and there were a lot of bad factions right there were a lot of things that that went well a lot of factions that didn't really stick so let's let's talk about another a faction that kind of we enjoyed but like like for instance the ministry of darkness and the corporation yes sir right we, we, th- these were re- these were very different factions during the time because they were so large. It wasn't just like a group of guys. It wasn't D- DX was four or five guys, um, including China, mm-hmm. versus the corporation was huge. And then eventually they merged to become the corporate ministry, right? Uh, when you talk about certain time periods, when it comes to the attitude era, we talk about the corporate. Like you can't you can't go any- but so far without coming into the corporation, the ministry. Or the corporate ministry, and of course, um, the famous scene with uh, 
the higher power with Vince McMahon kind of organizing strings behind closed doors. So right? good. So good. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> Which is uh I said, but let's let's talk about some of your favorite factions of um the early 2000s. Right. So so let's let's talk about the most controversial. I mean, not the most controversial, but the one that we talk about the most obvious faction that was kind of like um that, that Dylan kind of just brought up. Evolution. Mm-hmm. We talking we're talking Triple H, we're talking Batista, we're talking Ric Flair, we're talking Randy Orton, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't a big evolution fan. When you look at it, it makes perfect sense. It does. You know what I mean? Like, like when you hear it, but that was a funny time for me personally during that era when it comes to watching wrestling. I was just getting back into watching it full time and it sucked me back in and it just really it just and I was like, I didn't like Naked Face Triple H being champion. I never liked Batista. I loved Randy Orton. I love Ric Flair. Um, that, was Randy, a tri- that was the Triple H with the colorful uh, undies. Yeah, he was he was wearing different color tights instead of one sticking to his <laughs> own look. But 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 since you brought yeah, it, that you, blowout. Yeah, yeah, that that feathered that fair hair they call it back <laughs> in the seventies. Brother Hugh, yes, talk about, talk, just talk about the impact of what Evolution did. And and in regards to the same standards in which we're talking about factions in general today, right? We talk about them being iconic. We're talking about them stars, and we're also talking about them launching the careers of the guys that were in it. And evolution kind of checks all those boxes. You don't talk about wrestling factions and at all without mentioning evolution. Why is that? What did what did evolution mean to um, the history of professional wrestling, and especially specifically in WWE? When it's, it comes for the, to- it's for the exact reasons that you just stated. Mm-hmm. You know, especially um. They helped build the careers of two of the well, two legends. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, Triple H was the man. Ric Flair was the old school guy. He was the man at his time. Now you have these two young cats that's coming up, mm-hmm. and they're there to groom them, mm-hmm. and put them in place, and put them where they need to be to make certain moves to take their careers to another level. Mm-hmm. Thus, evolution. Um. It, to me, when I first saw it, I immediately thought Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Evolution of Four Horsemen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's exactly what I thought, and basically, that I mean, that's that that was their whole spill. That was the whole purpose of that group was to evolve the people that was there, keep them relevant. Batista became a star. Yeah, couldn't stand him. Never like a star, but he was definitely but, a huge star, right? Randy Orton, he was like the prodigy, yeah, yeah, he was, you know, at the time. So, like, yeah, that's that was the purpose of evolution. Evolution was one of those factions that I think it was, um, I don't want to say it was sorely needed, but it was, it was a, it was a, it was a breath of fresh air because you kind of noticed the trend of what Triple H is kind of doing now is he's like, okay, cool, yeah, you could always use factions to kind of elevate and move the needle forward for a lot of the young talent and young superstars you can introduce them they can be your heaters they mm-hmm. be the guy that takes your bumps but you can put them in the best situation if they're paired with the right people to kind of elevate their elevate their careers and then go on to either create faction of their own or just become you know major players and hall of fame guys and, and even then like you 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 see triple h already with his mind moving when it comes to his uh, approach to developmental. Right? I was about to say it, it, it became a like a mini version of a, a foreshadowing of NXT. I mean, you, you understand the importance of building new talent. And like I said, you, and you're talking about two guys that Triple H went on to have. Mm-hmm. At- oh, no, you're muted. There we go. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me just make sure my uh, audio is still where it needs to be. Yeah, you on the computer. Testing. Nope. There we go. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there you go. There we go. So, so the important thing is, it's like this. It 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 checks the right. It checks the right boxes for what a good faction is. And we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna keep that same energy as we move on today because there, there's another faction that we were privy to that reminds me a lot of Evolution that I like a lot, and that was um, the Hurt Business. But before we get into the Hurt Business, um, el- elimination time. Um, you guys had noticed what we're doing this today. We're going. We're going. We're going. This is this is like an impromptu Survivor Series matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, NWO versus DX, and then we're going to do the Four Horsemen versus Evolution. So in the first matchup, you got Four Horsemen, and you got the Generation X. Brian H, who are you taking? NWO versus DX. I'm going with NWO. Uh-uh, uh-uh. See, he tried to cop out. I said I said evolution uh-huh. versus DX. Oh, evolution. I mean DX, easy. Okay. But you, brother Hugh. DX. Who are you taking? Okay, you taking DX. All right. So now you got the four horsemen versus the NWO. Who who's in it? Who's in it for the NWO though? We'll just we'll just start with the original three. Just the just the three? Mm-hmm. Hold on. He can't, you can't lose with them. I'm so what are you saying? NWO. You're saying so you're saying the NWO had a bigger impact, better careers, better everything than the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's hard because nah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna tell you why. Now it's tough though, because it's generational. Like okay, the four horsemen span was like at least a couple of decades, man. Like, and it still had impact going into the two thousands with evolution, a major impact as far mm-hmm. as factions. Okay, so what, what uh, are you saying, brother? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, because you're twiddling and but at, at the end of the day. Cross appeal. You think about all the marketing. Think about all of that. You gotta go NWO. Okay, Brian. Did you say the same e- thing? Easily, because the one simple fact is, Scott Hall or Kevin Nash was never looked at as a sidekick. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson will even say out of his mouth, he was the greatest sidekick ever. What okay. I see with the Four Horsemen versus NWO, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's kind of like. The San Antonio Spurs mm-hmm. going up against the Lakers. Okay. You know, you got a team full of stars versus one star and a bunch of like gr- good role players. Got what, it. What you trying to say though? I mean, it's he just he got real specific about some things. one's right, a workhorse, right. one's mm-hmm. a workhorse, and one's flashy. Okay. So but the, the, the flashy team can win and get it done. And what you say, marketable. Mm-hmm. Which one's mm-hmm. gonna sell more tickets? Interesting, interesting That's take. That's true. So, so you're you're going with the NWO over the Four Horsemen, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's down to the NWO versus DX because this is going to segue <laughs> into the next faction that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I was trying not to match them up at first because I had a feeling this was going to happen. So, we're talking about NWO. We're talking about defects. We're talking about the greatest faction stables. We're talking money. We're talking crossover appeal. We're talking everything. Mm-hmm. NWO versus DX. 
Mm. Mind you, we just celebrated 25 years of DX. Brian H, start with you, buddy. This one's tough. You're lucky we don't have no like Survivor Series graphics. If we had sound effects and stuff, this would be way more entertaining. But it's, y'all just have to hear us talk about it. I got. Uh, I want to look at the numbers. Yeah, no, nope, see, they, that's the, <laughs> I yeah, that's the Now he wants to get into the specifics. No, because to me, it it can go either way. And and I and I'm glad you said it because I'm gonna tell you this is. Let, let me let the people know this is what you're up against because you have the longevity of DX. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated 25th anniversary, which is which is something special, right? Mm-hmm. But do you also have the longevity of the NWO because they're still selling an NWO t-shirt is still one of the most hottest selling t-shirts. Absolutely, and that came that came out in 1996. Yeah. Um, the, the the Rock House NWO theme is still one of the most downloaded songs, right? And 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 then and the impact of the NWO still kind of reigns supreme, you know, through a lot of different avenues and stuff like that. So you're seeing the influence of both still. Right now, mm-hmm. one one might have lasted longer than the other one, but one had a had a drastic impact in That's a smaller period of time. So now you got it. Like this is this is where the scales are. The scales are here. You have to make a decision as someone with superior wrestling intellect, Brian H. Ward. See, and then you know, I think in this situation, nah, that's not fair. I was gonna say you go with the one that won the war, but that was beyond their control. It, well, but then think think about it. You have to take consideration once again. Did the uh, the uh, DX came back? NWO mm-hmm. came back, but DX's comeback was way more successful than NWO's comeback because NWO came yeah. back twice and DX came back twice. Uh, NWO came back one time in WWE and it came back as the band in TNA, which is what, which is yeah, DX. Wow, I know, see, all for that, yeah, right, but it's like we're still doing this to this day. That's the thing, that's what I'm saying. Overall, that NWO, like, you can't. You can't lose with that, man. That, like you said, at, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see. I'm trying not to look at it from a business perspective, but it's, it's like debating rock and all. So it's like, yeah, there you I go. Feel like, I feel like, <laughs> except still, it's not Krista B and Queen PR because that's a oh, that's a, a slug fight, <laughs> right? I feel like I'm still seeing more in, NWO product, more NWO influence. You, you are in the media as you opposed are. to DX, and then you yeah. also got to remember that. DX was prominent in the Attitude Era. Like when people mention DX, they don't think not nine times out of ten. I feel like people don't think Shawn Michaels and Triple H. They think those four. I mean, crotch chopping. There is an era of craziness. There's an era of kids that grew up on just Triple H and Shawn Michaels in 2006. Right, right. but they still they were still very raunchy. But then, what, that, then you well, also have to remember too. Mm-hmm. WWE had to change, switch up the game, and they had to water down their product. So it's like that could have affected too. Okay, listen, we and not to mention we got thing with WrestleMania with Sting and Triple H. We had an iconic moment. With well, <laughs> see, but that's that that right there was just what, a what? to to let How? you know, like, look, we won the battle. Yeah. At the end of the day, so are you <laughs> saying? Are you so are you saying DX over NWO right now? Brian, H, make sure you're ready to clip this up. Are you saying this, brother Hugh? DX over NWO. Brian has already said in a matchup between, as far as the greatest factions of all time, and in, in, in this in this impromptu Survivor Series matchup, he said he's taking DX over NWO. They they nearly edged. Are you going on record right now at this moment in time and saying yeah. the same thing? Yeah. Okay. Just just for longevity reasons. All right. Because that other, that NWO was was the other 
versions of it was whack. Yeah, and that's Jared, and that's like, the that's, difference. That's what, that's what did it. And that's the difference. The other versions of the NWO were not they were successful. Just terrible, like the DX was and, not and what DX it was, but they were still themselves. successful. But the, and that's the thing. But like you said, two thousand six didn't that last like a couple years though? It did off and on, like like they, they yeah they like, started and they went back to it. It was never like an official breakup, but Triple H got injured. Remember? Yeah, and, 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 and that's yeah. and that's when Shawn Michaels went on to main event with uh with John Cena, and then when yes. he came back, they had another DX run, and it was moving merch. Even though yeah. I'm not a fan of that DX logo, it's not, that's the it's reason not like why it wasn't successful. Sure, because it's but, got the the green DX logo. Yeah, that yeah. that's not for me. I'm but okay like you it. said, there's a but generation numbers. Yeah, yeah, right. That's they a, were successful. A, it wasn't the same of what we grew up on, but it's not like they weren't successful. The band they, wasn't successful. They adapted. Yeah. They adapted to the PG era. Yeah, and that, I know I'm sure that wasn't easy to do. So I know that was. A, go ahead. I'm gonna tell you why it was because mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels changed his life. Of so course. at this point, already, I heard that on your on, on your show, B. Brownish <laughs> Walters. Right. <laughs> but he, right. But like us older fans probably would appreciate it. But like one by him changing his life, you know, it was he was still able to have fun, but you know, so it was a lot of factors that went into that. But and, and like I said, I'm an NWO guy slightly, but you can't argue with the facts. And because DX at the end of the day, when you have a DX reunion, the most people you bringing out is six people. Sure, not three thousand. Bingo. Yeah, you know that. That's what if the NWO would have stayed. Hogan then, Hall, and Nash, then the, and then the other six. factions that they influenced. Hey, man, don't, don't. BWO. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's true. They gave birth Wolfpack. to other factions. Wolfpack. LWO. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Hugh came to school, like, yo, you heard about the LWO? I'm like, what? LWO yeah, was, was that and, joint. And he was running around blasting the music. That what? That joint rock, man. You see, you see, Legato Del Fantasma has LWF shirts, like LDF shirts. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. All right. LWO. There it is. There it is. Why does why does Brandis have this on deck like this though? Right. Like, it, why? Hey, la, Spotify, la, baby. La. Hurry up, get to it. Boom, boom, boom. Ladies and gentlemen, vibe out with us. It is Eddie Guerrero theme music. We salute you, Eddie hey. and LWO. And see, I didn't even know it was Eddie Guerrero's theme. He was like, "Yo, it's just Eddie Guerrero's theme music." Because right. I didn't have cable, so if right. Eddie wasn't on Worldwide, I didn't see him. Oh, you gotta wait till the horns come in. <laughs> Every play. That's the best part, man. That's the best part. It's nothing he's, like that. He's, he used to come out bopping too, like this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 said this gives George Lopez flashback. It sounds like the theme for Angry Beavers that cartoon on Nickelodeon. Oh snap, Angry Beavers! <laughs> that was my. Oh my gosh, I love that. Show. That was my favorite Sunday afternoon random cartoon. Right. But you know, this is a classic, right? Dag and Norby. <laughs> I got tired of hearing that one for personal reasons. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. what? He probably kept bumping that joint. Right, nah, because I went to... Um, I, <laughs> I went to cover a game for the Baltimore Nighthawks in Jersey. Uh-huh. And, and of course, Jer- uh, New York is the team... Their team is the Wolves. Oh, so that's all they, they made a version of the Wolfpack song, and that's all they played the whole time. And I'm and like, bro, I don't want to hear this no more, man. Wow, <laughs> I've been uh, rocking out. No, nah, I've been bumping. That's I was song. at first, like the first, two <laughs> times, like the first <laughs> couple times you hear it, and then it's like, brother, wait, it's too much. Uh, hey, Is it because they kept scoring on y'all? That, that, too, yeah, and it, and it was cold outside. Oh, oh okay. yeah, so that's a lot going on. 
But let's 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 talk about another faction. Uh, let's talk about uh, a faction that I kind of gave birth. Um, that that kind of came from DX and NWO was the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Now this is this is a faction that kind of originated in New Japan for wrestling. Started mm-hmm. by F- Prince Devitt, Fergal Devitt, also known as Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, the Young Bucks, and um, yeah, I, th- Wait, I think that was you the original answer. Group. I know I didn't. <laughs> I'll I'll say this. Um, the NWO got me to come back to wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. The only reason I stopped watching the NWO was because DX was on TV. There it is. That was the only reason I I didn't like WWF because it was tested. It looked like you know WCW was was really high production. It looked like it was clear, it was live. You would turn it mm-hmm. WWF, and I'd be like, bro, turn this fake wrestling off. It's not even recorded on live. But I was like, wait a minute, who are those guys? My bro's like, that's DX. My who's DX? Like, I don't know who's these who these DX guys are, but these are these guys are cool. Yeah. They just be like, I was like, oh, I was like, who who's DX? They like DX. I'm like, I'm like, no, you say DX. They're like, no, DX. I'm like, who's DX? Well, yeah. They were the only yo. Some better music. This because you know my man Jim Johnson. You know what I mean? That's tough. Because Rock House is like. Iconic and DX is cool, but like I lose, I think I listen to Rock House more than I listen to DX's baby. Okay, okay, uh, uh, uh slightly NWO because but... you know DX thing starts off so slow, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, but it's the reason why it's, it's the build up, you know. But see, but see, then I gotta be honest because but if I'm trying to, yeah, you're this right. is this know. is what no, baby, <laughs> it's the theme is the uh. This influence on my show. Break it down. You get the hype. You get hyped up. Yeah, I'm definitely you know, run DMC. Break it down. Run, you just ah, the, the run. The run DMC ah, joint was tough though. The run DMC. Yeah, yeah uh, it was. It was. Was that on aggression? Yeah, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah all yeah. the rap version of the theme song. That was tough. Like that one still is. Uh, as what you call it? Oh, like I said, we still burn the midnight oil. Look at Rogers in the building now. Oh boy. But yeah, oh. man. Um, the Bullet Club. Why do you brothers think that the Bullet Club was so successful? That part right there, real quick. I, we'll get the bullet club, but that well, see, right you see, there. You see how it starts, though? Like, it comes yeah. up all breaks like, oh, you got me in. <laughs> Yo, that is two, that's giving me 2,000 all over again. You know, that's like one of my favorite years in life. Oh bro, my that's, god. that's my jam, bro. I still rock that joint is tough. Run DMC, bro. Oh my god, I'm about to bring up something, brother. Hugh pointed out to me when it first happened. WrestleMania 2000. Uh-oh. Hey, 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 go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Watch the six was a six man tag. Uh huh. Where X Pac? Hey, son, <laughs> I was just hey, you read my mind. Uh, you read my mind. I was, I was, like, I I was about to, to say something, but then and I, I was watched like, I'm it. Leave it alone. And I was like, okay, cool. But then he was like, yo, did you see Xbox slip? He came out so hyped that he just like almost he must have hit yo, a patch he, of water or something. He almost had a Mandy Rose at WrestleMania oh 37. Uh oh. <laughs> that would have been disastrous. I laughed at him. <laughs> but yeah, they because they was coming out to that music. They, you know, that whole WrestleMania, they was doing like uh was it Ice T and the Godfather? Yeah, yeah. You know they was trying to sell that album heavy. Uh, Big Show had, a, I think, a theme. If he, if he was on that one, but yeah, man. 
Kane's music was tough too. By yes, um, sir. Yes, who, sir. Who did his? Who was it? Don't oh, tell me, yo. It was freaking. Was it Mac Ten? Um, it might did Mac Ten do might his? Have been, it might have been. I can't remember. Stone Pile Driver on the Mind. I was like, oh, yeah. snap, but that's just <laughs> tough, bro. Bars. Yeah, but um, East Siders. East Side, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. Mm. It's, it's, it's your guy. It's this mm. mute. Bro, that that Justin, that aggression album is probably was, one of my favorite albums out of games, like better than the original Absolutely. choice. Yo, but that Vince McMahon music too. Like, I first heard this. I used to like play the video games. I'm like, yo, I, I like this one. I, we, we gotta get to the Bullet Club. <laughs> Good, Bullet Club. Bullet Club. We'll be here all night. We already know, meth. We already know. <laughs> so we look when you look at the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. why was the Bullet Club able to be so successful? Um we, like like we we're we're talking about when you talk about WCW, you talk about WWE, you talk about two two machines at the time. WCW at the time, of course, and WWE is still now. Like they had the marketing, they had the power. But yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like the Bullet Club, we always look at the Bullet Club. We say, man, if you look at the NWO, they had, if NWO and DX had a baby, you got the Bullet Club. It, it became this generation's kind of NWO to, to an extent, right? Because you think about crossover appeal. You're talking about it was, uh, I don't want to say self-made superstars because New Japan is a huge company. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest brands in, in all of professional wrestling. And yet the iconic design and T-shirt. Uh, so many names have been in and out of the Bullet Club and it has launched a lot of careers and, and it's still kind of going strong now. And and you see you see aspects of the Bullet Club in every promotion to this degree. Mm-hmm. But brother Hugh, why do you think the Bullet Club was so successful? And, and and why did they why have they how have they solidified their space in the world of professional wrestling when it comes to factions of all time? I mean, I don't know too much about the Bullet Club because I never really followed them until now. Mm-hmm. Um but just off a of first glance, sure. like you said, it just seems like it was NWO, version NWO in um, mm-hmm. New Japan Wrestling. Right. So that was their version. You had these new upcoming stars that were out there putting on quality matches, mm-hmm. no shenanigans, like the NWO, you know, they used to put on all types of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, shenan- no shenanigans, and they just ran stuff. They just did what they had to do. They were They stayed relevant. They um <laughs> they ran New Japan like that. I, that's that's all I saw from first glance, mm-hmm. you know. But, but I can't really get get too deep into it because, like I said, I've never really been a fan of the Bullet Club until sure. right now. Until I, I kind of met you and we kind of just started going back and back and forth, and just I'm just learning a lot of stuff off of you. So, Brian H., what's your take on it? Why do you think the Bullet Club was so successful? What they were able to do. I'm going to be straight up <clears throat> because like Brother Hugh, you know, this is about the time where you start talking to me about them. What drew me in was the I, t-shirts. I, I went on strike, remember? That was yeah, like you were. Because I was 20, about to say, I, I wasn't really watching wrestling for a while. You got to remember too. 20, 2015, I was so sick of Roman and especially after what happened with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, I remember like, I was like, bro, I'm going on strike. I was, and I was, um, there were, there was, there was two guys in our Facebook group and the yeah. Facebook group that were like challenging us every day 
and I was getting annoyed with them, but they were they were like they weren't like trolling, they were like being for real. And he just mm-hmm. dudes just kept talking about New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. I was like, what's like and I, I always known about New Japan because of WCW. And mm-hmm. so I go take a look and I just fell down this deep, deep rabbit hole. And I just like I never come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was um <laughs> so look, brother Ross remembers that strike. I was like, bro, I'm you done know with he this. do. Yeah, I was like, I said, bro, I'm done with this, man. I'm not watching this. I'm sick of this. Like it's I got I had enough. And I fell in love with Ring of Honor, I fell in love with New Japan for wrestling, but the Bullet Club was made um, supposed to be a group full of foreigners. Yeah, right. All, all, all the guys that have early on, eventually they would add Japanese guys, but it really was it was never supposed to be, um, you know, you know, or with any any Japanese wrestlers. Like I said, of course, Prince Devitt and Finn Balor, the Young Bucks, Anderson and Gallows, Balak Fale, Tamatanga. You know, they were supposed to be. That was the original Bullet Club, and there's so many names that have come in the Bullet Club and has left. We talking, um. The Bullet Club is what to me revitalized AJ Styles' career. We're talking AJ Styles, we're talking Kenny Omega, we're talking Jay White, we're talking Anderson and Gallows, we're talking, I mean, there's so many names. We talked Cody Rhodes at one point was in a Bullet Club. You know what I mean? We're talking about such an iconic group that uh of 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 as you era kids, they're like, you know what, it's our turn. They had a similar attitude when it came to professional wrestling, especially in Japan, which Japan, New Japan is full of tradition, and they were kind of the opposite and anti that. You know, they they were like, look, we want to do it our way. We're going to jump people, and then they was they would grab the mic and talk trash at the end of the matches. They just cut these elaborate promos in English on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, to the Japanese audience. And I, and I was like, man, and they just became really, they became like this really cool counterculture, right? The 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 original Bullet Club logo was very like military looking, but then that iconic once again, like it's that iconic T shirt sort of popping up everywhere. Yeah. And the more it started popping up, the more popular it became, and people began to kind of dig dig a little bit deeper and realize, like, dude, there's this new NWO style faction with this DX Edge that's going on in Japan. And then uh, I think the um, partnership with with uh, Ring of Honor really helped because it became a global phenomenon at that point. You know, we we got to see the Bullet Club in the states, we got to see what they were doing in, in New Japan, and um, as Prince Devitt, uh, Finn Balor started it, but to me. The Bullet Club hit his stride when AJ Styles became the leader. Mm-hmm. When, when, when AJ Styles left TNA, he was trying to get the TNA stink off of him. He had he had did he had gone to um he was in Wrestle One. Um, he did a Japanese spot in Wrestle One, and then he showed up in New Japan. Um, he immediately became the IWGP, you know what I mean, World Heavyweight Champion. You know, a lot of guys came out of Bullet Club end up being IWGP World Champion. Kenny Omega was one of them. Mm-hmm. But if you look if you look at the leaders by themselves, you look at uh. Look at uh, look at Finn Balor. You look at AJ Styles. You look at Kenny Omega. You look at Jay White. You know what I mean. You look at Tamatanga. You look at a lot of those guys. They have built so many careers just off the fact that if we're going to go out there, we're going to be cool. We're going to do what we want to do. And um, man, I, I just I the Bullet Club is as they, they've had spaces where they've gone their separate ways, especially after everybody left New Japan. But like I said, Jay White has found a way to make them relevant. They have new young stars. And they're still going strong. We'll still see Bullet Club influence around the world, man. I think that's um, you know, that that's that's just like uh that's just it's more reason as to why the importance of what a faction can do for careers. It gets guys involved, yeah. it allows people is um and then you know, like like I said, you know, the marketing, you know, even if you wasn't a wrestling fan, the shirt looked cool. Like, what's that? What's Bullet Club? You know what I mean? And it's you can make for wrestling fan, you know the 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 internet 
like for the internet wrestling community, that's like their NWO shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think it's just that's what's helped them also. You know, the fact that they could market. You know, being in hot topic. Mm-hmm. That was that's a big deal, especially for it not to be WWE. There was no AEW at the time, mm-hmm. so I think that was a big deal. So you know, um, you know, they definitely had their impact. No pun intended. No doubt. But um, the, the Bullet Club is still going strong. Like I said, they've had their ups and their downs, and a lot of people thought they were they were dead. But like I said, they're, they're still they're still holding on as long as Jay White is in, is running the show. They got mm-hmm. a, a lot of new young talent. Anderson and Gallows, of course, part of the Bullet Club for life, but they've uh, they've gone back to the WWE version, which is the OC with AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Back you know where they belong. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm excited about it. But that's uh, the Bullet Club is an example of what what makes a great faction. It's uh, longevity. It has marketing. It has crossover appeal. All these great things, which which makes um, what we do fun. There's so many factions we got to get into. But we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Shield. Um. Is there a more impactful group in the history of factions more than the Shield? Now, here, here's why I say this. When you look at it on paper, you say, well, they don't measure up when it comes to merchandise. They don't measure up when it comes to anything. But I think the very first show we did, season three, we were talking about the Shield. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said, they're going to want to be most impactful. Somebody's like, how do you know it's going to be done? How are you going to say that? And I was like, dude. I'm trying to tell you, these guys are going to. We've got footage. But every time we play footage, we get banned from YouTube for like they 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 flex Not, stuff. We'll be good with this one. The Shield will go down as one of the most unique factions of all time. Oh, definitely, most unique and impactful factions of all time. That, wow, look what? at that! There's the proof. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know you had that. Play it again. Hold on, play it again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen make an announcement. There's the proof that I said this in 2013. Mm-hmm. I said that the Shield will go down as one of the most unique factions of all time. Oh, definitely. Most unique and impactful factions of all time. Woo. Good gosh, I was skinny. That was a thick shirt I had on. <laughs> that is on season three is on the YouTube channel because we've stripped the videos and just put pictures. Okay, but, uh, good. Because I was like, are you sure? Because we got flagged. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the first one. I don't know what I was thinking from all that video stuff. In my head, I'm like, what was you thinking? I don't know what I was thinking. Like, overlaying photos. I put, all, I, like, put, <laughs> I put a bunch of video in that video. Mind but, you, the show's like a half an hour. That was like our, you know, that was the first time we was like green screen. That was a statement show. That was like, that was the show to say, this is what we intended to do before mm-hmm. we ran out of time. We, yeah, we finally, we have, we hadn't graduated yet, but no, we, we had acquired the, door, the skills. We were out the door. Like, it was like end of the year. We were mm-hmm. like, dude, we got nothing else. Like, we were done with classes and everything. Like, well, we don't have nothing else to do. We might as well. But, um, but yeah, the shield. And, and then you gave back the keys to the studio. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I probably should have held on to those just a little while longer. Um, but yeah, though, no, you, you called it, though. In, in 2013, you definitely, as Paul Heyman would say, that wasn't a prediction. It was a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at them. And, and so I'm going to ask that question later. But what I like about there was three main eventers. Mm-hmm. No, pardon me. Three Grand Slam champions. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever been done before, and that's and that's and that's what I'm kind of alluding to. And like I said, and you look at them now. First of all, we don't have time to go through all three of those. Act, like I don't, I'm not a Dean Ambrose guy, but mm-hmm. I, I would never take away what he has done for the. Like he's a Hall of Famer. He's been a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and now he's 
he was the heart and soul in the face of AEW. Like, there's no AEW without Dean Ambrose. I know you got the elite. I know you mm-hmm. got Jericho, but he was a major piece to what to the like to the building blocks of what he did. And and he's Ambrose is a big deal. Moxie is a big deal. You know what I mean? When you look at Seth, Roman, and Ambrose, they're running the business right now. They're at the top of their game. Like I know Seth probably feels some type of way because he's not the guy of the guy, you mm-hmm. know. But he is a a crucial part of. If you look at the modern era of WWE history, Seth Rollins is is intertwined in all of it. But that's what I want from a, a guy like him. Mm-hmm. I want him to be that way because he's going to remain hungry. Of course, and, it, and there's so much more for him to do. Anything mm-hmm. can happen, of course, and and he'll get his time. But the Shield is is um. Have we ever had a faction where we have gotten three bona fide new stars from? It's always been one or two. Like you look at Evolution, we talk about mm-hmm. um, Randy Orton, we talk about Batista and where they're career. They two Hall of Famers, and Randy Orton's still kicking. You know, you look at the Four Horsemen. You know, uh, it was it was really all about Flair and Tully had a run and Arn had a run and um, Barry Windham had a run because we don't we don't you know we don't that's the that's Four Horsemen that we acknowledge. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, look at history books. They've wiped the other guy out. So we don't, mm-hmm. we don't talk about him. So it's Barry Windham. So, you know what I mean? Like, but those guys didn't have, like, you know, they didn't propel their careers going forward. They were, they were at the, the peak of their careers at, at during those moments, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Shield was a situation where it's like they were just getting started. Yeah. And what they're doing now, they're like, we can't even be the Shield anymore because we're all way too big. Like, if they were to be the Shield now, they would be really old. Like they'll be in their fifties, still hanging around, and they and they can still draw because as a group they probably can draw. But mm-hmm. like right now in their proms, they can't they can't be, you know they they can't be a group anymore because that's how big they are. But the Shield is um one of those generational factions that will like go down in history where it says okay like the twenty I guess twenty tens you could say twenty mm-hmm. tens will will always be associated with the Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, but but you know, as we kind of as we kind of move along, because we're going to wrap this up a little bit, because we're going to get into some of today's factions and kind of what we're. A lot of today's factions are kind of newish, at least the ones that we're going to kind of get into. But we're going to talk about what we want to see from today's factions, and and we're going to discuss if any of these factions have the potential to have the same impact as DX, as the NWO, as the Bullet Club, as uh, like like we saw. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know why you put that on the screen. I don't know why you meant to say that. I don't know why you meant to say that. Yeah, so, so, so the Twitch audience can see the the foolishness. Oh, okay. Well, Twitch, I hope you enjoy it. Quick um, question, though. Quick question. Yes, sir. Out of the, all of the factions that we uh, talked about in the past, mm-hmm. who do you think is the most underrated faction? Ooh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Like we, We're moving the conversation forward. I appreciate that. Um... I'm going to say right now the hurt business. Hmm. Um, I know it was short, and um, and like th- there's certain groups that are like kind of like they they wear uh, they they wear they're where they deserve to be like the new day new day are hall of famers that's ridiculous like you know what I mean mm-hmm. the bloodline is where they are they they're like they're solidified but the hurt business was to me was cut too short and they had they could have done so much more. I mean, we've mm-hmm. never seen such a strong black faction. I'm, I, I'll pull the race card if I like. I don't care. Like, it's like I, it is what it is. You have to. You have to. We I, have I, I never seen this on the screen. Oh, you, you, I'm gonna put it up there. We have never seen such a positive group of strong black males in a faction that was dominant like that. Right. And I was just like, man, this is what our kids need to say. It's just about representation, and it's not the fact that they're black. It's just that they're really good and they're really good together because mm-hmm. they fit. They fit the mold. 
they fit the mold of everything as you see it on the screen with Bobby Lassie, Shelton Benjamin, which is one of my all time favorites. Um, he gets a pass for that for not giving Money Mike an autograph. I forgave him for that. Yeah, me too. And Cedric Alexander and, and MVP, like MVP, came back to WWE on like a um on a tryout almost. Yeah, he came back, he came back for the Rumble, and then afterwards he was crying like Rogers earned me a new contract. And he worked yeah. with young talent. They, uh, first, him and Bobby was beefing with Apollo Cruz. They elevated him during a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then they brought they brought Cedric in. And then yeah. Cedric was um was feeding with Andrade for a little bit. I mean uh, Apollo, you know that that whole for the United States Championship with Bobby Lashley and Apollo and that whole thing. And Cedric was such a talent that was just doing a bunch of nothing. He was just he was just a good hand at one point. He began to find himself. And Shelton Benjamin was doing nothing. He's a pro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He he has always he has he has groomed so many young talent, so much young talent as far as tag teams are concerned with Chad Gable, Cedric Alexander. You know what I mean? The list goes on and on. You know what I mean? And it was just like, man, they fit. You had you had your guy that you had your worker. You had your guy that was gonna take all your bumps. That was your X Pac was a Cedric Alexander. You had your grizzle, your grizzle vet, which was um, you know, your, your Shelton Benjamin. He was like your Tully Blanchard, and then you had your flair. You had the main piece. You had Bobby Lashley, the dominant force that was the head of the table, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. And then you had and you had the mouthpiece, you had the manager that, that could still throw hands, which was an MVP. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, and like now I, I want to see Perfect. that group. I want to see that group reunite with the addition of Omas, and um, mm. and I just, I just feel like the, un- the hurt business had so much more business to conduct. But um, bro, I got a feeling. Yeah. I just got a feeling they're coming back. Of course they're coming back. It's Triple H. I I, I trust Triple H <laughs> that much, and I'm like, of course. Like like Don- Donovan Dijakovic, uh, Dominic Dijakovic burned his retribution match. Said it's not about retribution this time. The uh-huh. second coming is not about retribution. It's about justice. I trust Triple H, but but yeah, the hurt business is my choice. What do you what do you say, Brian H? What do you think is uh who's the most underrated faction? That I got just any fact like we named a bunch. We named NWL, Nature Domination, Four Horsemen, The Brood, Evolution, New Day, Fabulous Freebirds, Nexus, <laughs> Legacy, Riot Squad, anybody, Wyatt Family, SoCal Uncensored, Radicals, Spirit Squad, Team Angle. There's so many Dangerous Alliance, Aces and Eights. They they all they, the ones I just named just they they they're in my stinks list. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um. Shoot! Wow, Getcho says uh, League of Nations underrated. Okay, they had potential. I forgot about the League of Nations. They that was all the, the foreign brothers, the guys yeah. from different countries. You know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a agree with that. That was on a short lived because I think Baronet was out the door. Yeah, yeah. Triple Threat so, is on the list. Yep. The thing about the League of Nations was. I remember on uh, WWE 12, they mm-hmm. tried the storyline. If you remember when that game came out, people mm-hmm. were saying they were so mm-hmm. impressed with the story. They was like, yo, they, they need to write for WWE because what they did was they had a um when they had the WCW 10 year reunion um, and they had like everybody come back, like all the people with WCW, like Kevin Nash, Rey Mysterio, they had like turned and created their own faction. Right, but then yeah. they also did one with um, a lot of those guys from over, uh, you know, in England and, and Britain and the United Kingdom, like your Seamuses and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like when League of Nations happened, it reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. And I just think that wrong time, wrong regime. I think like that's that's you could have said it better than anywhere than that. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think that, you know, because I, I look at what you got going on with the um, Imperium and uh, the Brawling Brutes, and I'm like, man, like, Liga, this could have, that's League of Nations-esque, you know, and I like seeing people with common backgrounds come together 
and, and, and fight for a cause. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, I definitely think they was one of them. Uh, and if I had to pick somebody else, you know, just real quick, you know, Dangerous Alliance is one that I would have liked to have seen and grew up with a little bit. And you, you know, think they're I, underrated? No, I just brought them up. You know, okay. uh, I think long probably together, they probably wasn't the greatest. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at that's like one of them teams you look at, like overall how their careers pan. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like the um, nah, the Hina family. Nah, um, you know, but I will say this, the Heart Foundation. I think that a lot of now, times. Now, they now, get, what, now, what version of the Heart Foundation are we talking about? The the later one. The, the the one my with, favorite yeah yeah that was that they, was that I feel like the hurt business with them too brother like that was too short lived man yeah like and, and and unfortunately you know bulldog sure. uh, I mean um Pillman died yeah mm-hmm. Owen you know so it just it but I think about like what they could have been you know and you could see like it looked like they perfect was having, into the attitude era. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. People always say Brett wouldn't have worked in the attitude there. Yeah, we know he, he was a traditionalist. He would have worked. It, it would have worked. DX, DX versus the Heart Foundation. Triple H, X-Pac, New Age Outlaws versus Brett, Davey, Pillman, Owen. Come on now. So I think they're underrated because I think they get skipped over a lot. Like, we talk yeah. about them when we're talking about that period or whatever. But, you know, and Pillman was like that perfect wild card. Yes, he was. Yep. You know, he was that perfect wild card. So, yeah, I definitely think they're underrated. Brother Hugh. Well, I don't know if underrated is the right word to use, but okay. it most likely it would most likely be like uh underappreciated. Okay, mm-hmm. wait a minute. We're going somewhere. <laughs> I want this is but uh think about RTC at the time. Right. Okay. Yeah, man. Did their job. What? Tell me about it. Did right, right this right the center, man. Fool. Gosh, man. Like Hey, you mentioned this one. Look at this one right here. Uh this one. I'm sorry. Remember this one, the Union. Oh yeah, yeah. my With, man uh, Tess. That was short lived too, though. But this is where wrestling educated me. Who was that Tess Mankind I, and uh, Tess Mankind, Big Kid Shamrock and Big Show? Yep. Everybody was kicked out of the corporation. Yeah. I didn't know what a union was. Then, like you know, you, you get older, and then right. you're like, oh, that's why they did this and right. right. Like right. <laughs> I remember the real Dwayne Allen had a line years ago when we worked at the Almighty Blue Box. He said, "Now you see why Stone Cold used to stun Vince to death." And I was like, huh, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. And and, and that's the thing. The union, like, you know, the job squad is funny. I didn't realize at the time because I didn't know what yeah. the job was. I didn't realize that's what they yeah, did. Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. I was like, okay. But, but that was also the fun part. Like, you know how sometimes you, like, might wish you was older or whatever? Mm-hmm. I love being 12, 13, 14 during the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Some stuff. Uh, it was fun having a lot of that stuff go over my head at the time. Sure, yeah, it was innocent. Yeah. So, yeah, right, right. No, so 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 we talked about some of our favorite um factions of all time. Are are there any other favorite factions that you guys like want to mention before we move on? That you say, you know, what I, I really liked it, even though maybe it wasn't the most popular, but obvious ones. Like I'll I'll definitely say that. Um, yeah, that right to censor. That that's the one that did it for me. Because honestly, they could be they can go down to history as like one of the most hated. Factions of all time. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think I think for me it was the oddities. Mm. Um, like the oddities they bro. were they were popping when they came out with the insane clown posse and just <laughs> yeah. that whole Cartman. They were, they were yeah. yeah, like Golga and I forgot who who I forgot who what wrestler they said that really was underneath the mask. It was earthquake. Was it was earthquake. earthquake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I was like, you know, 
the odysseys were very fun they were popular i didn't get them at all but i but they had a really good theme and they would come out and kurgan would you know i i, I know kurgan was a part of um Oh shoot! What's the um, name? Uh, he was the the truth the truth commission. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the guys with the beret, looking like uh, uh with the red berets and stuff like that. But him and I liked him as a as a um as a not a serious guy. But the the oddities were, were were one of those factions that I was like, man, they were really good. The job squad was good, but they were it seemed like they were never really together. They just always wore shirts when they wrestled. Mm-hmm. You, you always saw like two cold Scorpio and Bob Holly like just tagging. Uh, you know, with job squad t-shirts, but yeah, I was um the oddities was definitely, you know, like they, I, I didn't really like anybody individually in there, but they were just they were so fun when they came out, just coming out, just everybody, you know, doing their thing, looking like Rocco Rock and uh, the music was him. Yeah, the theme mm-hmm. song was tough. But uh, what about you, Brian? Is there any more like um factions that we haven't really gone over that you say you know like you know wasn't a cool you know wasn't as cool, but I you know I, I definitely enjoyed them. Team Bad. Okay. I enjoyed yeah. Team Bad a lot. I forgot um, about Team Bad. I sh- I'm wrong for that. Yeah, our introduction to Sasha Banks to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what you know, hindsight being 2020, what we know now, Naomi wasn't the greatest heel. We mm-hmm. know that, but it was still like I was entertained by them, and it was mm-hmm. fun watching her like trying to get into that role. Mm-hmm. Then you know, so and it was real cool to see them like reunite during the wedding. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was definitely one. I liked the too cool also. Um, too cool, yeah. You. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Too cool Yeah, they were good. Like I, I think that's that's one that we people kind of forget sometimes. But they they were together though. I know, I know they were a little. Scottie I was upset that he didn't get a you know shout out from from Big Keish at mm-hmm. the uh, Hall of Fame <laughs> conversation. But um, let's talk about before we wrap up because we we're going to end the show talking about um our favorite factions today and who do we feel like has the potential to kind of define themselves as the fact of this generation but i'm gonna list you brothers all of my failed all the factions that were meant to be good but they just mm-hmm. turned out to be really 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 bad and this might be a little controversial but like i said i'm, I'm gonna name this list it had it's section. i had it earlier but I'm, I'm gonna say all these things and just jump in if you um these are all bad these are all the factions to me that were supposed to be like f- big time deals and they all stunk in my personal opinion Aces and eights and TNA <laughs> was weak. True. The main event mafia that I don't care. I don't care if it was Sting. Yeah. I don't care if it was Sting, Scott Steiner, Booker T, and Kevin Nash. They yeah. stunk. They was weak. Bro. Like who who realistically was going to beat those guys? The uh, <laughs> LWO was a joke. As fun as it was in WCW, NWO Black and Silver. Whose oh, idea was to bring that back? That was weak with uh, Kevin Nash, and Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett, and Bret Hart. I think Conan might have been part of it. Uh, Fortune. I didn't like that logo either. Yeah, that was weak. Fortune, y'all remember Fortune? I was kind of out on WCW by then. No, Fortune was not in WCW, brother. It was a TNA. That was oh, TNA. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When Ric Flair tried to get like AJ Styles and oh, that was also four horsemen type of match. They were and Frankie Kazarian. They were trying to be like, yeah, we're Fortune, we're Fortune. Like that was weak. And they all hated Ric Flair. That was terrible. They was like, oh, we hated that. I too. remember when those quotes came out, how much they hated Flair. Um, um, let me keep going. Um, the what does it say? The the natural born thrillers, they were mm. weak. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like Sean Stasiak and <laughs> Tony Mamaluke and all them other dudes in WSW, like in 2000, and nobody yeah. remembers. Uh, three count, that the boy, boy band. Yeah, <laughs> three count. Three. Oh, that, was, that was funny, bro. bro. 
It yeah, served Shan- its purpose, bro. Bro, Shannon Moore, Hurricane Helms, and freaking Evan Courageous come yeah. out there at the height of the 2000s at the boy band. They had some epic ladder matches in WC. They were trying that's to be a, like the Hardys. They but served their right. purpose though. They were, I mean, they were, that's where the boy bands were out. Come they on, did, bro. but they were and they were all Omega guys. Like they were, they all came up with yeah. the Hardys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like all oh, that North guys. Carolina. See, that's why I thought you would like them. No, like three times <laughs> terrible, bro. Like they, they I thought you at least like the matches. No, the, the I really don't even like the matches. Like I, I try to watch it. I watch. <laughs> I watch all the best of ladder match. I, I used to like Evan Courageous a lot, but okay, um, he's an underrated guy in WCW. That was kind of one of those guys that stood out during that time. But that era was just rough. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Tank Abbott, Tank Abbott, <laughs> I'm a UFC guy. And uh, Taekwondo's his stuff, and he comes back as a fan. He's like, I am not gonna lie to you, I'm a huge fan of three count. You know, lip syncing mm. out there, doing their little dance. The three count was terrible. Um, the un Americans, um, nice. which will be alluded to earlier, and then uh, the Jersey Triad with DDP, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Canyon. Oh my god, mm. they, they were oh their tag team champions, exactly. The Dungeon of Doom, weak, yes. um. The West, buddies. Yeah, the West Texas Rednecks with Kurt Henning and Barry oh, and come Kendall on. Wyndham and I hate rap. <laughs> I hate <laughs> rap. <laughs> rap a, is crap. He had a hit song, man. I was a about? Kurt Henning mark, so he's in my top I, ten. Yeah, the crazy part is though, that's that's when I started liking Barry Windham again because that, WCW at that time let him be Barry Windham. He wasn't like the stalker in WWE mm-hmm. and all this other yeah. stuff. But um. West Texas Redneck, that was supposed to be something. The No Limit Soldiers is Master P. <laughs> Master P and Silk the Shocker signed okay. a one-year deal. I remember, I remember being in the car on the radio, and they made the announcement, like, oh, yeah, Master P signed a one-year deal with WCW. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, I hated uh, that so much. Bro, it was so – because the crazy part is all the guys they had, like the mm-hmm. wrestler guys, didn't even wrestle. Like the dudes, Big Swole and all them other dudes, they had these big yeah. muscular bodyguards used to come to the ring. I'm like, they never wrestled. They would just stand outside the ring and look tough. And, and look dumb. Conan and Rey Mysterio would do all the rest. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see Matt and Master P and Sucker Shocker was stepping on the cowboy hats. But uh it, it was as fun as it was, it was goofy. But um the Deadpool, that jump was weak. Raven Vampirio and um the insane clown posse. The Allied people against something, something, something. It was Daniel Bryan, Evan Bourne, Mark Henry, and Santino Morello. Just a bunch of leftovers in WWE at that time. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot what Apple State. It was like Allied people. Pursuing something, something. Who knows? Um, the Dudleys in ECW was probably really, really weak. Like all it was all the family. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> like when you look back at it now, it doesn't hold up. That's exactly why it was. Uh, you know, big. Never mind. We're not gonna talk about Big Richard Dudley. If you get my drift, Big Richard Dudley. <laughs> uh, Who's but, that? Um, it was like ten of them. Like I can't even keep up with them. Like it was the only ones that that lasted. To be honest, was Bubba Ray, Devon, and Spike. Like yeah, everybody else, kind of yeah. just you know, uh, men on a mission. Big Vince and the other big dude and a rapping dude. Uh, the Mexicans. Mom, they was mom. <laughs> men on a mission. Yeah, the Mexicans. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Oh, terrible. They, yeah, you, you, like, you, could, <laughs> you could. You could never do that in 2022. No. Hey, um, wow. That the, was the, so wild. The new breed in ECW was weak. As much as I like mm-hmm. Marcus Marcus Corvon. Um, look at Taekwon. Uh the B I like the BWO, even though they were meant to be something, but uh Nova, um, Big Stevie Cool and the Blue Meanie. Blue they, Meanie they were, cool dude, man. Yeah, the, the Blue Meanie. Remember, yeah, he, he had a run in WWE for a little bit. Like, yeah, him, him and Goldust. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Called him mom. 
Yeah, like he that was weird. Um, I'm telling you, WrestleMania guys. 15, man. WrestleMania 15. One WrestleMania 15 is a good one. The Blue Bloods, um, Los Periquas, and so that's that's just that's just a, a good <laughs> Those list. Factions stink. I was like, bro, these guys, they they were meant to be something, and they just didn't turn out to be anything. Do you guys got any rebuttals against any of those guys? As we kind of nah, nah, okay. I've rebuttaled yeah. against the one that wanted to. Okay, well, well gentlemen, look, I say it's getting late with burning midnight oil, but um, we got a lot of factions today. Like I said, some of the few that we talked about were Legato, Del Fantasma, The Judgment Day, The Kingdom, Dark Order, Jericho Appreciation Society, Inner Circle, Black Combat, Blackpool Combat Club. Um, hit row, yeah, damage oh, control, on. toxic attraction, yeah, right, right. the firm and see brawling brutes, imperium. New team day, Faz, we ain't give the new day no love today. Well, see, the new day is kind of like they're like they get their own show, like the new day, oh, yeah, like sure, they're sure. you know what I mean. Like, let's talk about the new day, like we should have talked about them today. I, I we're, we're wrong <laughs> for not talking about the new day. I take that back. The new day is great, I think the, the, the new day and the shield go hand in hand. <laughs> As far as like factions that define that generation, yeah, you know what I mean. Like because the New Day were were a faction that wasn't supposed to work, and then yep. and then all of a sudden they did work, mm-hmm. and um, they're still going strong today. Even even when they were separated, they're still the New Day, which is what I really really like. Is um, but they they have uh, all gone on to have single success. They they're on the same level as the Shield, to be honest with you. Um, I I don't wouldn't call Woods a weak link because you know him being king of the ring. Right. If there's if there's like the shield, then there's the new day. But the new day is arguably you know it's better than the shield. But it's just oh, I forgot about Kai and Tai. Kai and Tai. Kai and Tai was another one. Kai I Tai. enjoyed them. Kai and Tai was a faction before they were a tag team. Like in yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, the <laughs> Kai and Tai versus Val Venus was like iconic. Like I don't think people remember too much about what happened with Kai and Tai after that. They were probably back on Shotgun. Yeah, yeah. That's I, the I remember, thing, though. If your storyline made Shotgun Saturday Night, far as the recaps, you was doing something. Yeah, what was that? Yamaguchi-san. Yamaguchi-san. I remember. Yamaguchi-san. When Kai, I remember when Kaintai was beefing with Takamichi Noku because they were trying to get him to join. Yeah, he wasn't, he, right. he wasn't joined for the longest time. Eventually, he joined. He started coming out in a a gray tank top, and he stopped wearing Turned his gear. Val Venus. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it, there's a um, there's a lot of new factions today. What factions today? What's your favorite faction today, and, and which which faction now has um, ra- yeah, I, uh, Taekwondo. You mentioned the Ravens Flock. Ravens Flock was underrated. Was another underrated faction. Yeah, yeah I, I mentioned that for sure. For sure, I loved Ravens Flock. See, that's that's story- the faction show is hard because it's so many it's so many, bro. Here. Like this is this is something like this is it's, it's a lot to cover. And we're going later than we usually would, it's, but it's a two part show. It, it, it kind of mm-hmm. is though. We might got to revisit this in a different way, but um. Yeah, Ra- Ravens Flock was another underrated group. Like I, I know I was big on her bit, but Ravens Flock was tough. Like I, they used to beef with everybody, beef with DDP. Mm-hmm. Then they beat, and then I remember when Perry Saturn left the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was trying to set them free. And um, Raven was such a great character in WCW. Like you know, for for an ECW guy to come and do what he did in WCW. Um, another great mind. In, in oh yes, in wrestling, big he time. Bray Wyatt status. He's he was on that level, man. Like he he did a lot of stuff. He did a lot of. He was one of the biggest stars in TNA in the early years. Like my, he's a part of my favorite generation of TNA wrestling, that mm. early two thousand four, five, six era. You know, before yeah. like before Angle and all those guys got there. Right. Um, Raven's another just under underrated. He just went into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. So congrats to him. Right. Um, an, another former NWA World Heavyweight Champion in, in NWA TNA. So um. Yeah, man, Ray, Ravens Flock is, was was another one. They, and you know, we got Kidman out of it. Kidman when they yeah, finally right. set them free, 
Kidman and Van Hammer and Perry Saturn. You know, it, it was a lot of guys that came out of that. You know, Lodi was the, the lackey. But yeah, um, we had factions galore now. It's ridiculous. Like, it's like, God dang it, DX, you guys get in charge. And now you're like, no, nah, we're going to rev up the factions. There's so many factions, and NXT will chase you and the Diamond Mind. And I can tell course, you this. Schism. Yes, sir. That, they on my radar now. Who's that? Schism. Skip. Uh, this, that, things are heating up. Yeah. I, um, just the presentation. And obviously, because, you know, they got um, Ava Rain, mm-hmm. The Rock's daughter. So it's like, okay. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be. I'm not gonna analyze them or whatever. Right. But I like the reveal. So now they on my radar. Um. But yeah, my easily. It's easy. Blood. My favorite bloodline. Sure. Okay. What about <laughs> what about like new factions? See that that's kind of established guys. But like there's there's mm-hmm. like like new factions, like new faces. I'm, I know I know what mine is. There's two that have that are particular on my radar, um, mm-hmm. specifically. But I, I want to kind of get your, your guys' take on it. Because I'm going to take, well, I'm just going to say mine. Mine is is for sure definitely Imperium mm-hmm. and Legato del Fantasma. I knew, I knew you were going to go there. Because yeah. I, I feel like if they keep growing together, they could be a big deal one day. Like, yeah. I know, like, they're, like, they're new faces now, right? Yeah. But, like, if they ever come up, I, I think this is the first time I've really seen them featured as a tag team mm-hmm. um, this past NXT show that I just watched with, um, uh, with, with, uh, what's his name? I can't. His name's drawn a blank, but you know his his the 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 tag team that's in it with Selena Vega. I was like, man, did there if they can grow together, mm-hmm. like if they, they can if if freaking um, Santos Escobar doesn't become a huge huge star, that is time, that's yeah, just, I, and they did a great job money. with, with Selena. Yeah, Selena's yeah, taking places. Yeah, I think she fits well into it, but um. But yeah, I, it's the Gato del Fantasma and Imperium for me. I love the brawling brutes because uh, I like Rich Holland. I I didn't know too much about Rich Holland, but I'm I'm well aware of him now, and I was a little mm-hmm. upset with him when he did the Biggie. But I'm I'm over it. Well, of I hate course, that move. Period. So no, yeah, yeah. So it's and uh, of course with uh, Pete Dunn and Old Butchie, mm. but Imperium has my attention, man. They they are they are something different, and I don't know about crossover appeal and cultural impact, man. But I think. That Imperium is is kind of like next up, but those those two groups for me are like the ones that I'm looking forward to. So let's see what you guys do yeah. more going forward. I love um, Damage Control. Damage Control is another one. They, I think mm-hmm. they 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 can really really grow together. They have a lot to do, mm-hmm. and they're in a good space to do it. And they're like you know it it takes it takes a lot of pressure off Bailey to be Bailey all the time because she can take time off to be the leader, which is what she needs. So you feel but, like they can add on to that. I don't think so. Not now. They probably could have early on, mm-hmm. but I think now because EO Sky and um, and Dakota Kai are starting to uh, like leave their imprint a little bit more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell so, you this. I like the Judgment Day now. First, I was like, eh, the, but you know, the Judgment to, Day is turning a corner. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's good to see. You know, it also goes to show patience. Um, sure. You know, I think with this regime, they see like, okay, we got something here. Let's. Kind of, you know, put some sauce on it. I think the judgment. On it. I think the truth. I think the judgment. They didn't know who they were at first because they were coming out That's, in suits, and now they're kind of like biker, kind of leather yeah. jacket, and like David Priest looked like a gangster. Emo. Yeah. And I was like, okay, and then you know they they're kind of like a little more raw and rough around the edges, and I'm like, I think this kind of because they're, they're all kind of body slamming. Uh, big gallows. Like she's kind of like they're kind of young anyway, so it's like why are they kind of dressing like 
funeral parlor type stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But they're, 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 they're old as hell. What are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, well, half of them are like, like, like her and Dominic are young. Like Finn and, and, and Damien are old. They're older guys. Right. I like Dominic. Taquan says delete him. I like Dominic Mysterio. He is a does exactly what he's supposed to do. Draw heat. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's he's getting there, man. But no, um, he definitely is. But we have we have so many factions. Like I said, man, we got the bro. We got the OC. Like I said, the WWE's chapter of the Bullet Club. It's like a it's like a fraternity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Showing up, but um, but yeah, mm-hmm. man, it's it's uh, I think that factions are a way to help new talent. And and like I'll I'll say this before we leave the Jericho Appreciation Society. When you can take names that no one is familiar with and kind of put them on a on a on a platform and give them an opportunity, we saw it with the inner circle with Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. You know, mm-hmm. of course, Jack Hager with Chris Jericho. They did amazing things because Chris Jericho took like a bunch of seemingly a bunch of randoms and he made something beautiful out of it. And he's doing the same thing with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yep. But I think factions are here to stay, man. It's only a matter of time before we decide or we see the next. Big faction kind of take its place in professional wrestling history, but um, full circle, yeah, gentlemen, yeah, it's it's it, it is, man, and I think that's why I wanted to have a conversation. I know it's a bit of a drawn out conversation, but it's something that I felt like. No, this is dope. Yeah, you know, it's just it's call because uh, wrestling was eh, well, that's, well, that's what I'm week. saying. Like, it seemed like okay, this is a you know, like it, to me, like to wrestling this week was fun. Like, okay, cool, I, I got some really fun matches, but it was like this is not a needle moving week, so, right? And, you know and we've I mean? been talking about redoing the gang warfare episode, and so to be able to do it like this made so much sense. Sure, so, you know, so we just take our time and get and like, and even though we couldn't get into it the private way we wanted to, but it's it's still like I said, the conversation between us brothers is kind of what needs to be had, and you know, of course, mm-hmm. the fans involved in it. And I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of get 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 my brothers view things on it because we don't get a chance to talk directly all the time. There's a lot of times through mm-hmm. text and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we had a chance to really sit down and say, "Look, man, it's it's a lot of factions going on." But it seems to me that factions and staples are are, are literally, no pun intended, a staple in professional wrestling. Yeah, and of course, you know, t- uh, two of the guys that are in charge of professional wrestling right now are kind of running the WWE at this point. So it just seemed like maybe this is on purpose, maybe it's not. But but I don't the know. Best faction, mm-hmm. the wrestling round. <laughs> That's the perfect way to end it. <laughs> That's right. That's Follow us on all social media platforms yeah. at the Wrestling Realm. Subscribe to our Patreon channel, YouTube.com at the Wrestling Realm. Gentlemen, I think I think I think we're pretty good as a faction. We've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh now we got titles to prove it. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, as we uh, sit here and pose with these belts, we appreciate you coming out and joining us tonight as we sat there and talked about the importance of factions in professional wrestling and where are they headed now. Keep your eyes tuned to what's going on. Follow us on all social media platforms. You'll be seeing the wrestling realm really, really soon. Buy some t-shirts, support us, buy some merchandise, be a part of the brand. And if you want to be a part of this faction, Go and get yourself a wrestling room t-shirt. Be a proud wrestling fan. Let the world know where you stand. Gentlemen, if there's nothing else, one of the greatest factions of all time, the wrestling room, is is out. Houston, we have a problem. Yes!